Hello, it's Mike Vardy, your Dungeon Mom, and welcome to Sorry, a nationwide Canadian D&D adventure. Before we dive into the game today, I just wanted to say that everyone involved here at the Sorry nationwide Canadian D&D adventure is here to celebrate Canadian TTRPG players and creators. We make a lot of references to Canadian tropes and such in this, but this isn't some patriotism rally for this country that is so frequently letting down so many of its people. And as part of that feeling, before we dive in, we wanted to acknowledge that the people recording on this episode are doing so on the stolen lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Métis Nation of Alberta, the Sowetma people, the Algonquin Anishinaabe, the Mississaugas of Scugog Island, the Mi'kma'ki, and the Beotuk. If you haven't already, we encourage you to look up the true history of the lands that you live on. And now, on to the show. A strange chill is falling over the already cold nation of Albionora. From the mountainous western coast of Vanover, across the stark expanse in the Allplain, all the way to the hidden and misty shores in the east, something worth apologizing for is brewing. Join our Canadian cavalcade of adventurers in celebrating the tabletop community with Sorry, a nationwide Canadian D&D adventure. Six tables over six different TTRPG podcasts to celebrate the true north. You can find episode one at Goblins and Gambles, episode two at Legends, a superhero story, episode three at Wonders and Blunders, episode four at God, Dicks and Puns, episode five at Tabletop Titties. Episode 6 at Not Presently Deceased. And Episode 7, our wrap-up discussion over on Tunnel Fission Games. Be sure to check out each episode description or visit soaryadventure.ca for more details about our shows, sponsors, and giveaway. We hope you enjoy the upcoming adventure, and we're sorry. So thank you, everybody, for coming to listen today, all of the Wonders and Blunders viewers and all of the people that have come here from other podcasts. Welcome to Sorry, a nationwide Canadian D&D adventure. Uh, most of you probably know me, uh, but for the new people, my name is Mike Farty. I am the Wonders and Blunders DM, and I am here with this awesome group of cross-Canada D&D enthusiasts mm-hmm. uh, who you're going to meet. Right now, uh, let's start based on who I'm looking at in my Zoom call. So we'll start with uh, Suman. Hi, uh, thanks for having me here. This is dope. My name is Suman, and I'm from the Unearthed Arcanon podcast. I'm one half of that show where we talk about community-created content, homebrews, custom classes, you name it. And uh, yeah, super excited about this. Awesome. Let's move on to Kelly. Uh, hey, I'm Kelly, and... Uh, what what are you at? What what are you, what are you at? <laughs> nailed it! Absolutely nailed it. Uh, <laughs> I'm from uh, Tabletop Titties and uh, Drinking and Screaming, and I am going to be playing uh, Scooter the Stowaway, the gnome artificer. I've never played an artificer before, and I'm going to attempt to give them a Newfie accent. So I apologize oh, in no. advance. <laughs> I'm extremely excited. <laughs> should, I, should I have? Uh, should I go back and tell you what I'm playing, or leave it alone? Come back to it later. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Right, I'm playing Granny, a an orc cleric. Basically, your cook. He's dope. <laughs> Great. Uh, and Eric. 
Uh, I'm Eric Williams. I'm on the Goblins and Gambles podcast where we play Pathfinder most of the time. So I'm excited to play some fifth edition. My second time playing fifth edition. I'm excited. Nice. Um, I'm playing Halleck One Ear. He's a goblin swashbuckler. He's the first one to board enemy ships, and he's also the man up in the crow's nest, even though he's afraid of heights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and finally, Ian. Hi, uh, I'm Ian. I'm from the Not Presently Deceased uh, 5e podcast. We just basically play D&D and release episodes every now and then. Uh, I'm playing Thalari, a uh, Kalashtar Circle of Stars druid who's basically a reclusive uh, stargazer who's been hired on for this job. Okay. Dope. Amazing. So those are your players today. This session is called The Last of Barret's Privateers. So you have been hired by the dread major Daniel Williams to track down an ancient artifact called the Blackberry, which it is rumored gives the person who eats it the power to find the thing that their heart wants most. So when we start out, the it's been a long journey from the mainland. Uh, for those of you on the ship, I, I believe the ship's name, uh, the, the BP Rouge Bear. The Rouge Bear. Yeah. <laughs> the Rouge Bear. Yes. <laughs> Fixed together with duct tape and nails. <laughs> Uh, it made its way across the long and treacherous journey from Blue Nose to New Houndland. Uh, the journey that a lot of ships can't make without the power of the Major's Path, which is a beam of magic light that shines from a lighthouse from New Houndland Harbor, which clears the mystic fog that is the reason that this uh, province is usually not found on any maps, that people tend to get lost in the waters around it uh, because of this terrible fog, uh, which confuses and uh, baffles the instruments that they would normally navigate by. Mm. Some might say, it's a mousy day. <laughs> just, mm. I just got a list of Newfie slang. This is, this is the, what I'm that's doing. A good one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it was it was a long journey, but you have arrived. Uh, you've been in New Houndland for about three days now, getting ready to set out for an unknown period of time in search of the Blackberry. So right now, this evening, the long docks of Fogtown stretch out into the choppy seas of this mist-choked harbor. Uh it actually around here feels completely empty, except for hazy circles of light from lanterns of otherwise unseen ships and the muffled calls and laughter of sailors and dock workers coming from somewhere in the fog. You are all, uh, in some way or another, preparing the ship to go out for this unknown amount of time, searching for this unknown object in mist that, as far as you know, is impenetrable. Uh, so let's go around and see who the crew of the Rouge Bear really is. Uh, so let's start with uh, Thalari. Where do we find Thalari? Uh, we find Thalari not actually on the ship, but about 30 feet levitating up in the air, holding up disks of crystal and peering through them, trying to align them with the stars. 
setting a course for where they will be going. Okay. And what is that? What does the Lari look like? Uh, the, the Lari is a Kalistar. So pale skin, completely white hair. Uh, he's wearing what looks to be uh, animal furs under a starry purple and blue shawl. Okay. So I think as you are trying to align these crystal discs with the stars, uh, having lived in New Houndland for as long as you have and knowing that the overcast sky here basically never lets up, you have the unique ability to see through the haze at the stars that lie beyond. And you, while thinking about where you need to go, could you make a, a, like a survival check for me? Ooh, first roll. First roll. Lucky. This will just determine if we can leave. We might Ooh. be stuck on the <laughs> We're just stuck on the dog ground, guys. Yeah, make a leave check. Good game, guys. Good game. <laughs> yeah, 18. 18. Very good. Okay. So as you are trying to align these crystal discs with the stars above, thinking about this Blackberry, which you, you've only heard of in whispers and rumors. You get a bit of an ominous read off of the stars. The stars themselves seem to be uncertain if this path is wise for you to be taking. Uh, I, I think there are several omens that you can get from the stars, and one of the scariest ones is uncertainty. And that is what you feel from the night sky tonight. Hmm. I feel woe. Uh, so let's see what what is uh Granny doing to get ready. Uh, well, Granny's in the kitchen as as always, and he's a tall and a broad organ man with a light dark black beard and protruding lower tusks. He's got like jet black hair that's tied high in a bun with very tightly shaved sides on the sides of his head, just above the ears. Ruddy brown skin, yellow green eyes. Uh, but he's whistling to himself. He's humming Danny boy <laughs> as uh, he's uh, chopping away at veggies with a, a fairly handsome face, uncommon of most orcs, wearing a dark gray chef's uniform that's really well fit uh, to his more than slightly rotund frame. He's got a heavy apron that sits on top of that in like immaculate condition. It's like that's the only thing he seems to clean on a regular basis is the kitchen and his apron. Uh, and unlike most orcs, He's pretty big, but doesn't appear brutish and looks a lot more refined. And he's chewing on a chopstick uh, as if because toothpicks are too small. <laughs> <laughs> but Grant is in the kitchen and he's uh, he's humming Danny boy as he's seasoning cured meats and getting things packed up, ready to go, complaining about what he couldn't find in the harbor stores. <laughs> Uh, so you, as you are preparing meals, uh, you see a familiar sight come down over the stairs, uh, an impossibly old gnome, uh, who you only know as Salt, who is uh, the acting captain of the ship just because they've been on the ship for the longest. Uh, Salt comes down, um, and, and those of you who have been on the ship for a while you ha are basically the captains of this ship. The crew looks to you to make all of the major decisions. Uh, it's only if you argue that Salt is there to be the uh, 
the final say mm-hmm. on these things. Uh, and Salt comes down and waddles into the room and does his usual thing of just staring at the food mm-hmm. as it's being prepared. Hey, Salt, what are you doing down here now? Don't you got work to do up top? Oh, it's creepy out there. It's I... always creepy around here. <laughs> oh, I know, but there's something on the wind. <laughs> These old bones, they're quite in tune with the wind, and the wind tonight is, it gives me the shivers. Well, tell you what, I got a little pot stewing. Come on in, <laughs> get yourself a bowl, warm right up, tell you, just like, you know, like we used to do. We've been, what, on the ship, to what, 12, 14 years now? Oh, impossible for me to tell. Time is just little grains of sand in the past for me. Now, you're so dramatic, Salt. Oh, yes, well, that's why they look up to me. Or, well, down at me, but look <laughs> up to me. I'm... <laughs> I don't trust this dread major. Why uh, would they give... Why would they say dread? Why not just major? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I never met the man, the gentleman, the person in question, but... Uh, I say all these parts pretty, you know, we've been around for a bit, and I don't, it's not a lot here that I'm too afraid of these days. Uh, you're always a beacon in the storm, Granny. And he shuffles past to get himself a bowl of soup. Yeah, let me know how it is, man. It's a little bit different this time. They didn't have, you know, turmeric I needed, and might not be that great, but should help your joints. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So Salt sits down, begins sampling the stew uh, with great uh, reverence, as always. Uh, Scooter, where do we find Scooter? Uh, So Scooter is down in the bowels of the ship, uh, probably at one of the ends. Uh, And there's just a, like, makeshift door set up in what it looks like the end of a hallway. Uh, And there's a sign set up that says, if you need to enter, no open flames. And then handwritten below, it says, on second thought, please just don't enter. Uh, <laughs> and uh, inside the workshop, it's like you ever been to like a, a independently owned library where there's just a bunch of books piled fucking everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but instead of books, it's just like trash, just random stuff that's been collected over over the time. Uh, there's a, a shield hanging up next to the door that looks like it's made of um barrel rings. But just like gold has been melted down and uh, applied over top of it, like uh, tack. Uh, and there's a bandolier strapped onto it. But instead of bullets, it's just guns. There's just several <laughs> guns strapped to this bandolier. <laughs> uh, and uh, Scooter, who just looks like a combination of uh, like like a it looks like a tinkerer yeah but also just like missing a lot of important limbs that have been replaced with like also makeshift stuff so you can tell that they've had a lot of accidents but also they're a pirate so they probably got in a lot of fights so it's hard to tell which limbs were lost from fighting and which were from experimenting uh and uh they're just like sitting over a desk um trying to concoct what appears to be a ambulatory cannon uh, and just like classic sparks flying, even though there's tons of gunpowder around. <laughs> so as these, uh, as the the sparks are flying, the normal sounds of your work, uh, taking over your your vision and your 
and you're hearing what well, once the the sounds fade and you kind of lean back for a second to take a look at your work <sighs> you hear a strange sound outside the closed door a and and you know all the sounds that this ship makes you know what all the creaks mean uh you put all of the boards over the holes and uh this sound surprises you which doesn't happen very often Listen, I gotta get ready to... That's not... Wait one sec. I know how to start a Newfie accent. You gotta say, oh, hater, eh? Oh, here we go. Oh, hater. Uh, listen, I gotta, I gotta get ready to uh, go out there and uh, we're trying to find that fucking Blackberry, you know, and uh, so don't bother me. I'm in the middle of making shit. Uh, make a persuasion or intimidation. <laughs> not, not great either way, so... <laughs> 17 <laughs> 17 hey there we go uh there is silence outside for a moment and then you hear some creaking footsteps walk away from the door mm. i'm gonna like walk over to the door slip out one of the guns and peek through the door to see who it is yeah uh you creak open the door the lantern light behind you spilling out into this dark hall. You see the lantern out here has been extinguished. Uh, and it, it's like the mist from outside is making its way through every crack and knot hole in the wood. Hmm. Uh, so the, the light in front of you is just kind of swirling through this mist that has engulfed the lower decks. I'm going to grab my lantern that I have hanging up, which I have infused to be a lantern of revealing. And I'm going to turn it into the hallway and just like, just cop style, hold the lantern under my arm while I'm holding my gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it, so the lantern slowly sweeps across the hall. Uh, you can see the mist moving as if someone had just been there. Uh, but whoever they are took your words of warning and quickly left. All right. Good on you. Uh, I'm going to go back inside. Uh, and I'm going to uh, start start packing like all of my equipment into my bag of holding, just like grabbing just loose random crap everywhere and start shoving it into my bag as I'm uh, pretty sure that we're almost ready to leave and I should probably mm -hmm. stop tinkering. <laughs> so as Scooter gathers their belongings, uh, Halak, what are you up to? Um, Granny hears a knock on the window of the of the kitchen which yeah, is weird because it's like the side of the boat uh, on, on like outside yeah like the window to the, like outside <laughs> the boat then granny like stops for a second takes out the, the the chopstick looks at the door and waits no it's a knock on the window it looks knocking the window again <laughs> um walks over to the window and kind of like looks through the porthole yeah so you open up the portal and uh, a bag of onions like hits you and you stumble back a little bit. And then Halleck <laughs> comes tumbling in. So I brought your onions there for you, Granny. And Granny falls the onion in the face. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you, you, you can always come down through the, the, the stairwell, right? Like that's just normal people do. But thank you. I like straighten up and like straighten up my shirt a bit. And it's like, I always gotta make an entrance there, Granny, and I tip yeah. my my pirate hat out and I start walking out out of the Wait, kitchen. Hold on, you got? Uh, I'm gonna reach over and pull an onion skin off the top of your hat, and <laughs> brush it off. <laughs> there you go. 
So yeah, now I'm probably just going to go head over, like head start heading towards the crow nest up up top. Okay. And what does uh what does Halak look like? Oh right, he's a he's a small little goblin. Uh, <laughs> just like he he's called Halak one ear, but he does have both his ears. It's just a weird nickname from when he was a child. Uh, he's well dressed. He's uh very sure of himself. Very uh almost like Puss in Boots, tough from nice. from Shrek. You know, he's just really sure of himself and. He's he's there, uh, and he his main job is the crow nest. That's where he's heading off to right now. Okay, the goblin Banderas. I'm in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I feel like you make your way out to the crow's nest up onto the deck, and as you're looking up the rickety rigging that makes its way up there, and now seeming even taller than usual because it disappears into the mist yeah. fairly quickly above you. Uh, I, I feel like the rack zoom happens as we're <laughs> as we're looking up at it uh but you hear from the uh from the docks just around the corner uh just on the edge of the mist you see a, a figure standing there are you with the rouge Vert? why why yes who would like to know your crew's been requested by the dread major uh yeah that's my understanding as well sir Madam, I, it's quite misty. Step forward. <laughs> and they don't. They, they continue to stand there. Behind them is the tavern uh, called the Narrows, which you've probably visited a few times. Uh, above it, the pointed lighthouse that carries the Major's path, the light that shines out past all of the ships in the harbor, uh, creating that safe pathway to Blue Nose. And they are just silhouetted by it in this mist. I believe your presence is requested quickly. Gather your crew. You'll receive your final orders. Oh, you, you work for the, the major then? And they turn and step into the mist, which sort of envelops where their form was. Well, that wasn't strange at all. And Halleck starts like <laughs> yelling for everyone to, to come up. Up top. So everybody gathering together on the deck? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Make a whip. I'm going to... When, when I emerge from below, I'm going to have a uh, like small mason jar full of what appears to be beeswax, but it's like glowing. And I'm going to crack it open and just start rubbing my my very obnoxious like porn mustache, and it also will start <laughs> glowing. Uh, and <laughs> this is my... This is, you know, just me applying my... Um, what the fuck was it called? Mind sharpener, which I have nice. infused into beeswax. <laughs> That's Amazing. a great idea. I need that in real life. <laughs> Granny comes up with his uh, his classic attire. He's wearing what he's always wearing, but he's carrying his heavy cast iron over his shoulder. It doesn't go without it. Pot lid on his hip, along with all of his various kitchen knives strapped to his body in various positions. Not quite obviously, but like within the, the chef's jacket, almost under the apron. <clears throat> so uh, we getting out of here or what? What the uh, what the priest see, eh? Uh, there was like this weird thing that said we sh- we gotta go. We gotta go. There's a lot we, of fucking like a, weird things. I don't like, yeah. like a person though, or hey, where's where's Thalari? Where'd that navigator go anyway? I'm here. Thalari descends, putting the crystal discs below his shawl. Never gonna get used to that, man. So are we good to go or what, eh? Yeah, follow me. And he somehow grabs a rope from somewhere and swings off the boat. Don't even know where the ropes attached to. 
the gallery. <laughs> just use the walkway, man. You know what? Never mind. It just follows you along, too. So, making your way through the misty streets of Fogtown, uh, it is fairly late at night, but unusually busy. Uh, over these past three days that you've been here, you have seen several ships pull in uh, and start unloading. And, and most of them looking like the regular trade vessels that you would expect, but a few that definitely mean business. Uh, a most notably, at one point, just a moving bank of fog which seemed to wail with uh the the voices of the undead moved past uh you also one night heard the clanking of this iron floating fortress which seemed to move in just like the heat of the air around it raising up as this these strange steam powered mechanics moved past <laughs> and as you make your way into the open door of the narrows uh, you see, or you realize that you must not have been the only ship that was hired to take on this job. There are two other crews in here. Is Salt with us? Uh, Salt would be with you, yeah. Okay. Just moving behind, just, oh, my old bones. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need a, uh, a baby Bjorn for Salt. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it. <laughs> Done. Salt is now in the front, baby. Pure. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, front pouched. I can. Inf- I'll, I'll. I'll make it so that it, you can press a latch, and it'll actually uh, eject salt forward, nice. so they can make attacks. <laughs> Perfect. That's I great. Love this. I love it. So it uh, looks like we got to competition there. Eh? Hey, salt. <laughs> the, do you know about this? These people competition for us? I think not. <laughs> yeah, and looking over at them, they all turn. At the same time, uh, you see there is this cloaked woman. She has a veil over her face with like a large admiral's cap over the top of it. The only uh, aspects of her face that are visible are these pale glowing red eyes. And as she smiles, you see the glint of fangs. Uh, immediately, those of you who have been on the sea for a while recognized Shayla Crest. Salt, you did not tell me that Miss Cress was going to be around. Is this, did you know this? No, I certainly did not. And I would not be in this baby Bjorn right now if I had known that she would be in here. <laughs> Remember three years Cover ago, I had to get rid of all my garlic because she was around? Yes. Uh, well, I, I hope she won't be joining us for dinner. That'd be nice. Uh, Who is this Miss Cress? I'm sorry. I, I, I do not know of her. So you can make a uh, history check if you want, Hilari. Uh, five. <laughs> Five. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, uh, even even as you say it now, it seems like all, every time a rumor starts to pick up about Shayla Crest, the person who is about to say it just breaks into a terror and runs away. Um, uh, Scooter also doesn't know, but is nodding along with everybody, pretending that they know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, definitely what you can tell just by looking at her. Uh, she is quite vampiric not hiding it in any way Mm. uh and around her are these sort of like roiling shifting forms of ghosts jesus i think as we get closer granny's gonna turn to everybody and be like oh all right kids uh stay close got an idea you uh go up there distract them and i'll go find i'll go find their ship and i'll put a few holes in the bottom so they can't get out there (laughs) 
Well, let's find out what we're here for first there, Scoots. Uh, I mean, I can always repair them if it turns out they're on our side. (laughs) (laughs) It's so so intense. Scooter just immediately goes to sabotage. (laughs) Zero to 100. (laughs) And uh, uh, yeah, Scooter, I think as as you turn even to think about leaving, you also notice on the other side of them, of, of this like pile of ghosts, you notice these two dwarf, like it takes a second to even realize that they're dwarves because they're so heavily armored. Uh, the two of them sitting there, even as they turn their heads to talk to each other, uh, they're, they're just clanking back and forth. You can see steam sort of augmenting their strength as they sit next to each other. The two of them looking around the room skeptically at everyone else in here. They don't seem scary at all. Not not at least. Are are there tables? Can we just like grab a chair somewhere? Yeah. So I think there is uh, like two thirds of the bar are taken up by these two crews. And then there's like a perfect spot left for you all. Let's go. Let's go get ourselves around and I'll I'll take salt out of the baby Bjorn and put him (laughs) on top of the bar. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I will say with perfect uh, Newfie accuracy, um, I'm gut founded. Fire up a scoff. Which <laughs> you can say that again, Scoot. <laughs> Which means I'm hungry. Make me some food. <laughs> and the bartender recognizing the uh, <laughs> new hound, land. recognizing the language of her people. Uh, yeah, you see the uh, local delicacies of cod tongues and salt beef. Oh uh, hell yeah! What's the um? What's this universe's version of screech? It's, uh, it's always screech. Yeah, can we, should, should we do a uh, shot of in screech before universe. we leave? <laughs> uh, I mean, I got some better stuff in 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 the ship, but I mean, we always screech and go, right? Listen, if we're going into the mist, we need all the luck we can get. So a round of uh, screech appears. I think it is the same, except in this world, as it is poured, it actually screams a little bit. <laughs> I love like it. The distant cries <laughs> of those who have tried it in the past, and we got to kiss the cod before they make it. <laughs> Yes, who is, and the cod is sitting over in the corner reading a newspaper. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, it's like a whole person. They're just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm cod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, and they, he's just a really lucky person that everyone gives a little smooch literally. before they leave. Exactly. Yeah. Comes up one at a time, just mwah, mwah. <laughs> uh, best, best of luck to you out there. Oh, thanks, there, cod. Thanks, cod. <laughs> So stupid. (laughs) What do you mean? That's so good. As you finish up your uh, shots and smooches, uh, the back door opens and a hush falls over the crowd. As this man steps out, he is wearing the clothes of an admiral but they're too clean uh this is a it's a clear setup that this person really hasn't spent much time on the sea they have this look of smarmy politician all over them as they walk out uh followed by a cloaked figure who stays towards the back a bit out of the light um hello there all of you thank you for answering my call. I am the Major Daniel Williams, if none of you have met me previously. I do see some faces I don't recognize, but all of your reputations I certainly do. And you see 
Shayla Crest immediately stepped forward and she says, I was not aware that this job was for anyone other than me and my crew. What are these others doing here? And she shoots a look at the group of you and at the dwarves who scoff. And he says, yes, I am sorry for the surprise, but the item I am sending you after is of great importance. We are tired of losing our trade vessels in the fog. The Major's path can only point in one direction. And with the help of the Blackberry, I've been assured that we will be able to manufacture many compasses that will be able to lead trade vessels through the fog unscathed. It will be an incredible boon for this place and one that we will be able to pay for ten times over. So three times over right now is really just a deal. All of you will be paid the amount that we agreed upon when you took this job. I offer you only an extra incentive. The ones who return with the Blackberry will be paid t- twice over. Scooter's just doing mental math. That's, that's over <laughs> twice over. That's uh, three, three or four times over, I think. <clears throat> there is a ritual in place now to change the direction of the Major's path. I do not do this lightly. This means two months of no trade arriving from the mainland. We will be cut off. This is the trust that I put in all of you. It will point you towards the Trinity and Iceberg Alley. It will be a dangerous voyage, but nothing that you haven't handled before. I cannot guarantee that the Major's path will shine as strong in this direction. It was not its original design. If you would like to change your mind, this is the final time. I mean, we're pretty well situated, right? Like, we're ready to go, eh, one year? Yeah. Halleck jumps up on the table and, like, pulls his dagger out. And the Rouge Vert yeah. doesn't stand down from a challenge. We have the great Thalari to, to guide our way. We don't even need the Major's Path. Get off. And then <laughs> Granny will whisper to you, get off the table. You're going to hurt yourself, man. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Granny. My... You know what? My boots are a bit dirty. You're right. I'll get up. I'm gonna, and then yeah. he gets off the table. I'm going to pull out a uh, gold coin from my pocket and just start like rubbing, rubbing it uh, and infusing it with the sound of uh, Shayla being like, you know what? On second thought, I think we'll, we'll back down. And I'm going to slide it across the ground uh, just <laughs> behind her. Okay. Uh, do a slide of hand. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Six. <laughs> yeah. Just like ding. Ding, 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 just, just rolling from your table over to theirs, uh, saying that as it goes. But it just um, sounds like me being like, on second thought, I think our crew is going to go, uh, we don't want to deal with this, I guess. Bye. <laughs> and everyone is just watching the coin roll across the floor as it says this. Uh and Shayla shoots this look back at you. The the, you know, you, you just your hackles go up. Your just this feeling of terror comes through you. Actually, make a <laughs> wisdom save. Oh shit! Of course, uh-huh. <laughs> that's so good. Ah, that's a four. Oh, a four. God. Okay. Whoa! You gotta you gotta throw that dice <laughs> in the garbage. <laughs> Not serving you too well. Um. Oh, you got that seventeen earlier. Um. You are afraid as these red eyes lock onto you, but then that fear just trickles away. And 
you kind of feel bad for trying to pull one over on Shayla. Shayla seems pretty cool. As you become charmed. Oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, she seems all right, lads. <laughs> and she kind of smiles and then turns back. The dwarves in the back, though, love this. They are just laughing their heads off, just absolutely losing their minds in the back. Uh, just like, hi, yeah, Sheila. Maybe you should back out. <laughs> They're living for it. <laughs> Take the coin's advice. <laughs> uh, and then the figure in the back kind of steps forward into the light for a moment, and a cold wind emanates from where she's standing, rustling all the flames of the candles and the lanterns. And for a second, you get a look at her. Uh, fairly young woman with freckles, red freckles all over her face and red hair spilling out from under a green robe. Uh, But she has this look of intensity as she looks out at the group of you, which immediately silences the dwarves in the back. And even the major, like, looks back for a second in almost fear, but she steps backwards again into the dark as the silence moves over them. I take it then that we have an accord i mean i yeah i indeed yeah yes very good we'll look at the polari and be like this this by far is the most dramatic the narrows has ever been in my mm. recollection very interesting i have not been at sea much mm. but uh mm. you, you looked at the stars though right the Lari, and they they're on our side right the stars are spelling tonight. Whoa. Although, like, like whoa, whoa, you did a good job? <laughs> yes. Whoa, as in danger. Yeah. Although I know not for who. Yeah, fuck. Oh. No. Well, that's less exciting. But I mean, you know, what's a little, uh, it wouldn't be a voyage, right? If we were in little danger. Well, it can't be Shalix. Uh, she's great. She's going to. She'll get this thing before us. <laughs> yeah. On a scale of like, hey, it's all good to like, oh shit, it's all fucked up. Where does woe sit, Valari? Like, where is that in that range, you know? Woe, it varies from night to night if there mm-hmm. is woe. I cannot say. So it's like getting a bundle of chili peppers. You just don't know which one, huh? <laughs> yes. Hmm. Well. I mean, hey, Salt, we doing this or what? We we just gonna? Oh no, we're doing this. This is this is it. We gotta get paid, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, is there? Does the major continue? Or is he just like let us like figure? Uh, it out? As as you are discussing, he leans back and seems to listen to this uh, woman standing behind him, and then he says, "The major's path will change." In about 30 minutes, once the ritual is complete, I don't recommend leaving before that time, as I will mention again, the mists can be dangerous. I wish you all the best of luck. Bring me the Blackberry, and you'll receive your pay. Uh, whoever finds that uh, gold coin, uh, give it to Shayla, get her, get her a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see like a, a writhing, tortured soul come up out of the ground with the oh, gold yeah. coin and, like, swoop over to the bar. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she leans back and gives you an appreciative nod. 
as I guess the gold coin again says, I'm Shayla and I give up. Sure don't know how to turn those things off. <laughs> you know, you learn how to make, you learn how to, baby Bjorn. You, know, you learn how to tune something on, you don't learn how to turn it off. <laughs> so uh, you have about uh, 30 minutes before the uh, Major's path changes and illuminates the way towards Trinity. Uh, if there's anything that you'd like to do, the ship is basically ready to go. Uh, so uh, anything you'd like to do before that? I did want to ask you about like potions and stuff. I didn't ask you in chat. I don't really want to put this in the show. It doesn't matter. But like about um, healing equipment. Was there any yes. rounds? Yeah. So you have access to five greater healing potions. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Like between all four of us? So like one each and then someone gets two? Is that how we're going to well, do it? Yeah. One each and then one extra. Yeah. You guys cool with that? Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Who wants the extra? I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty pretty thick, so I'm, I'm okay. Who's the uh, fastest among us? Who can uh, get that potion to someone who's uh, laying on the ground? I move at 30 feet per, per round. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I got 25. <laughs> yeah, I'm at 30 as well. But I mean, I'm a, I'm a healer as it is. So like, uh, whoever wants it, I'm not worried. Uh, and I'll introduce this now. This is a game mechanic that I'm stealing from uh, Blades of the Dark. Uh, it's They have an inventory system, which is very cool. Uh, so each of you have an inventory slot. And I'll let you use this for yourself or for the ship. Um, basically, if there's something that you need and you're like, oh, I wish I could do this, but I just don't have exactly what I need right now, mm. that inventory slot <laughs> represents that item. Uh, if you'd like, because we, we don't have a solid definition of everything that's on your ship. If you'd like to use it to add a feature to the ship that might make something, uh, so as challenges come up, you all have one slot each, which you can use on just something that will be helpful. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. I, uh, I think I'm mostly just gonna, uh, finish my food and drink and, um, (laughs) like check my bag every so often to make sure that. All my like think of the thing that I want to make sure is still there. Check the bag, and um, re reload all of my guns. Yeah, I think I'll just throw salt back in the baby urn and make my way back to the ship. Mm-hmm. Before we go, I want to buy a raspberry cordial from the bar and try to offer it to that weird lady <laughs> with the freckles. Okay, yeah, she is up speaking with the major. Yeah, I'm cool um, with that. I will walk up to those people. Okay, great. So the major is is talking and uh he is almost like in a trance while he's speaking with her. Can uh, I as Halak is walking away, give him a little clap on the shoulder and cast guidance? <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. I've seen him do this before. I know he's about to go and do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so she actually looks over his shoulder. Uh, and makes eye contact with you, Halak. Uh, and he immediately stops talking as she does that. So I hold up the drink. I have to hold it up quite high. It's like, uh, Madame, it seems like it could be your drink. She looks at it and very slowly re- reaches out a hand to take it. And says, very kind. And you recognize it as the same voice that you heard on the deck. Okay. The- she-, she is the one who came to fetch you. Your ship has a good reputation. Barrett is a, a fine leader. Yes, 
Yeah. I mean, he'd take a lot of advice from me, obviously. <laughs> so, that, I mean, but the Rouge Vert, I know no better home. I have some interest in making sure that this quest goes well. Perhaps I could help. Uh, maybe if you have the extra room, I could accompany you. Oh, I, yeah, I think that there's at least a couple extra bunks. The more the merrier. Welcome aboard. Very good. Uh, and I thank you for the drink. And she reaches out a hand to shake your hand. Okay, I'll I shake your hand. Ina. Well, nice to meet you, Ina. I'm Halleck One Ear. Sure, you've heard of me. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have not. But uh, I'm sure I will remember you. Excellent. And I, I can't really like offer her my arm, but I say, "Follow me. We can head back to the Rouge Vert together." And I jauntily skip away. Uh, and you see, she doesn't follow right away. She turns back to continue her conversation. <laughs> I, I just ignore that. I keep walking. It's like, I'm assuming she's following me. <laughs> yeah. Like halfway back, back to the ship before I know us. Yeah, she'll. <laughs> uh, and Thalari, anything you want to do before heading back to the ship? No, not really. Just make my way back to the ship. Okay. So the group of you making your way back towards the ship, you pass by this. The, the fog has cleared a little bit inside the harbor itself as the you can hear chanting coming from above in the lighthouse itself, uh, and the light seems to be growing brighter in a localized area, as it seems that the light that is being shown out towards Blue Nose is actually retracting into the lighthouse and just growing around it, creating a brighter glow. The town itself, for the first time, <coughs> most of you, uh, or probably any of you except for Thalari, have ever seen, the town is mostly fog-free as you see these twisting labyrinthine roads that look like they were just drawn on the ground by a two-year-old with a crayon <laughs> and then paved over afterwards, uh, moving off through these colorful houses. And you also see this hulking metal ship. It looks like a tank. There are moving metal parts on the inside of it. It has this glowing molten metal that runs throughout the spiked hull and runes along the bottom, Scooter, I think that really catch your attention that are the only things that seem to be keeping it afloat. Uh, far too dense to stay above the water. Uh, it is quite reliant on its magic. All right, so I... I listen, crew, I know you... Uh, the Rouge Vert has been good to us, um, but uh, I'm going to go join whoever the fuck that ship is, because uh, <laughs> that thing's a beast. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna miss out on a great sequence of meals. I'm telling you, I'm sure they got Is a robot. They probably got a fucking robot on there that'll make you a meal. <laughs> you know what? And Salt says, <laughs> "Well, that's that's the steel swell. They're not gonna treat you too well over there. Those Hamilton twins. They're the they're the worst you've ever met." <laughs> Wait, is that uh, is that uh, Alexander? <laughs> I'm not even sure what their first names are. They'd, You'd never have a conversation long enough with them to find out. I mean, that thing... Real jerks, those two. That thing's mm. big enough, I probably wouldn't have to see anyone for a fucking month before, uh, before I got off the ship. Nah, I'm just... Well, you guys are fine, whatever. But I'm, I'm gonna make our ship look like that someday. Well, I, I look forward to it personally. Could use a little bit of molten metal to warm my tootsies. <laughs> Salt, you're literally up against my body right now. Like, how are you gonna tell me you're not warm? Ah, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> no. Well... <laughs> I'll remember this next time you want to be in the baby urn. 
I can make you sweaters, but I can't promise they won't on occasion shock you. Just, <laughs> just you know, once, once every couple hours, maybe. So uh, <laughs> I guess you, you make your way back to the ship. Um, and if there's nothing else that you wanted to do here before you left, as you're getting everything ready, all the ropes untied, sort of ready to go, you actually see uh, the forgotten song, Shayla Crest's ship pull out, surrounded by this fog, this uh, light wailing sound. Looks like a sunken ship that's just held together with pieces of, like, a cathedral and the bones of this huge unknown sea creature. A little ostentatious, wouldn't you think? A little bit. Sometimes I forget that we're, um, you know, not always on the right side. It's living. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? And uh, Salt says, "Well, wh- what do you think? Should we should we wait for the light or just uh, just go for it?" I got well, hmm. that lady, she was coming to join us, so I think we should wait for her because she could give us a leg up on this whole thing because she knows the major so well. Oh, or we could just leave. Oh, was that the redhead there you were talking to? Yeah, I kind of struck out a little bit with her, <laughs> but uh, she did say she's joining the ship, so I might get another swing at it. All you right, never well- know. Maybe we wait then, I guess, until she gets here, and then we can, you know, who knows? Maybe it's the Lari that'll bring down the woe level. Hopefully, can or at I... least bring woe to our competitors, as you would call them. Move that woe over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I do a quick scope of these two ships just to see if they have any like obvious weak points, just from standing on the dock? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can do perception. Perception might be best. Yeah, yeah, it's better than my. Well, actually, my investigation and my perception are the same. Okay. Uh, ooh, that's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Um. So on the on these two ships on Shayla's ship, the Forgotten Song. I think you see Shayla uh, standing on the dock. Hello. <laughs> yeah, and she waves back. Actually, just a, just this slow wave as she's on her way out. Uh, you see that her crew seem to be consisting of ghosts and zombies on the deck. Uh, you see zombies pulling, uh, and and they're pulling ropes, but there is no cloth sail on this. It the it, the all of the masts and everything are bare. I, I think the thing that you learn about it in terms of like if you're looking for a weakness of this ship, it, it does seem quite unholy. Mm. Uh, and so things like Shayla Crest herself never seen in the sunlight, uh, anything with, uh, sort of a radiant or, or holy. I just kind of look at the ship and back at Granny. Look at the ship. Granny. Ship. Granny spits. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and looking at the steel swell, this ship again looks like, I mean, you have some basic cannons and ballista on the Rouge Bear. Uh, they look like they are really not going to have much of an effect on the steel swell. It looks like it is just built to take fire all day. But it doesn't look especially fast. With a 21, looking on the front of the ship, you can see that it looks like it has a big steel spiked jaw. And inside of that jaw, you can see that there is a mechanism for it opening, and there are mechanisms for grinding. It looks like the main thing that this ship tries to do is catch and consume other ships. All right, we're fucked. 
<laughs> but it is quite slow, and I, I think its intense reliance on uh, magic would be its its downfall. And right as as you finish looking at the ships right next to you, uh, Ina is suddenly there. I just don't notice. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Hal- Halex wings to where he, he wherever he was from. He swings down to her and greets her. Greetings, milady. Welcome aboard the Rouge Vare. And I kind of like hold my arms up to like show off the ship, and I help her like in over the railing and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, start just her. Around. Yeah, she she follows you onto the ship, um, nodding at Thalari as she steps on. Um, yes, it's um, quite a beautiful ship. I can see why you are held among this group. All of you must have uh, some quite impressive exploits under you. Yes, Granny's stew is quite delicious. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Once you had it, you definitely had it. <laughs> <laughs> and as you say that, the uh, glowing orb that has been coming around the lighthouse fires out uh, now to the north as it seems to just carve a path through the mist. Uh, you see the breakwaters that sort of encapsulate this little harbor uh, as it pierces the veil in that direction. I mean, it sounds like we should raise anchor and uh, make our way out to sea, hey? Yes. I, uh, yeah. I don't notice that you guys have left until you start pulling up the gangplank, at which point I just bolt and get onto it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like Halleck would start yelling orders about tying jibs and yard arms and everything much Lower better than Eric knows. Raising them and yeah. tightening things and loosening and, uh, other things. He'd, he'd take one look up, up towards the crow nest, uh, fill it with the feather ring, feather fall finger. Uh, I can't talk. He'd fill it with the ring on his finger, the feather fall, and then start heading up the rigging to, to his spot as lookout and calling out what he can see. Okay. Uh, so your crew, uh, you're sort of, you have this nebulous number of crew members enough to, uh, you have X number of crew members, which is the perfect number to mm, of course. help out with a ship that is this X size, uh, that it is. Uh, and would you maybe say that this crew has 20 or this ship has 22 crew? <laughs> I might, I might actually say that. And they all wish they were in Sherbrooke. <laughs> so the, uh, the gangplank comes up. And Salt is kind of just, as uh, Halleck disappears up into the crow's nest above, uh, Salt is just continuing on with those orders that uh, he was yelling out, uh, batting all, all the folks away from his steering wheel as he starts to pilot the ship out of the harbor. So making your way out into the open water, just as eerily still as it was on your entire journey over. Just barely even can tell that you're moving because of this swirling mist around you. But as you clear that area for a moment, losing sight of the Major's path, as you have to ring around the outside of the harbor to get back into its light, for those moments that you are gone, it feels... I mean, you can see the light, you go into the mist, and then... Five minutes passes, and then ten minutes passes, and you don't break through into the light. What should have been a, a two-minute sail has now become a 15-minute sail in the mists. 
seems like that woe that uh that we were thinking of, eh? Does. It does. Can I give her a perception check? Yeah, you can give her a perception check. Uh Scooter also has a passive perception of nineteen, so I feel like Scooter just like wanders the top of the ship looking out into the mist at all given times. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a natural twenty. Woo! That's a natural a twenty. Twenty. Whoa. So okay. twenty twenty four in total. Okay. Um so you are up in the crow's nest. There is nothing. There's nothing. Look looking in all directions. You can't see any sort of landmarks, barely even being able to see the ship below you. Uh which I think actually helps with your fear of heights, <laughs> yeah, uh, you sure. can't really tell how high up you are. Uh, yeah. There is no danger below you. And at a certain point, you just close your eyes. And your two ears twitching in the wind, listening. Uh, you actually hear in the distance just this laughter of these two raucous dwarves. That's upsetting. <laughs> Starting um, to hear the clank and hiss of their vessel. Can I, do I know which direction I can hear their vessel from? Yeah, so it seems like if you turned the ship to the right, you would be able to follow in their path. Yeah, so I yell down to Salt that the, the doors are off. Which side's right? Is that that's starboard? Port? Starboard. Uh, doors to the starboard <laughs> side, Captain. And Salt is like, ooh, those Hamilton twins? <laughs> I fucking love Salt. He's the best character ever. <laughs> they really don't miss their shot, do they? <laughs> uh, and starts slowly turning the wheel, the, the boat, uh, again, basically imperceptibly turning in that direction. The Lari, I think you as well, being able to sort of track the sky with these crystal discs, yeah. now that you've got this heading of towards the... Uh, Towards this other ship, uh, I think your discs align again. And even though you haven't spent a whole lot of time out on the water, uh, you feel a little bit more at home in the skies out here as, as you start to recognize the way that the constellations align above you. Um, so if there are further navigation checks needed, you'll be able to make them with advantage. Ooh, okay. Delari smiles up at the sky. <laughs> yeah. The... Stars, which no one else can see, uh, twinkling through the haze at you. Uh, it seems that some of that uncertainty has, in fact, drifted away. Good. Ah, oh, the wool levels are dropping. <laughs> We're at an ah now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, now all of you are starting to be able to hear the clank and hiss of this metal monstrosity out ahead of you, and the fog ahead of you starts to glow orange, uh, and then very suddenly glows yellow as this beam of light pierces through. Uh, You hear a clunk below uh, as chunks of ice are starting to bump against the hull on either side. Looking ahead of you, the steel swell actually chews its way through a larger iceberg, leaving just behind these small chunks of ice that swirl around behind it, bumping into your ship. Hmm. All right. Uh, I got... Do we, we don't have any sort of icebreakers on our ship, I assume? Uh, if you would like to use one of the inventory slots, yeah. you could have icebreakers. I got an idea. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to uh, reach into the bag, 
uh, and I'm going to pull out uh, the uh, cannon that I've been working on. Um, <laughs> we're like, all right, it's uh, it's not as done as I was hoping it was going to be, but uh, can someone pass me a rope? I'll be on deck for all this because I feel like being below deck seems like a waste of time. So I'll toss you some rope. I'm uh, going to go to the front of the, the ship and I'm going to tie a bit of rope to the front of the ship and then the other end to my uh, cannon and I'm going to twist, I'm going to like twist the back of the cannon and two legs are going to shoot out of the bottom and I'm going to slowly lower it onto the front of the ship uh, and then I'm going to command it to start shooting fire at the front of our oh. ship into the ice. <laughs> okay. Cool. I don't know if this is going to so work. These... I just finished this one. <laughs> <laughs> so now just the whoosh of flames as gouts of flames shooting off the front of your ship. These smaller burgy bits that are being chewed up in front of you uh, being instantly incinerated, uh, just turning to steam, adding to this mist that swirls around you. Your ship being a fair bit faster than the steel swell, you start to pull up next to it with this flame sort of bursting out in front. Uh, and you see one of the dwarves standing on the edge of the ship looking out. Hey, not bad! Oh, thanks there. It's uh, it's a new one. I didn't think it was going to work, but uh, as you can see, it's uh, working pretty well. Uh, that's a big old uh, mouth you got there. It must be a hungry ship. Yeah, I'm not sure that she won't eat today. I mean, I felt like it. Yeah, right. can I? I don't, I don't yeah, that's kind of. Can I incite this this lad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Want to help that's, with that? That's another twenty-one. I mean, you can give me twenty-one. You can give me the help. See, I can see if I get a nat twenty. I feel like you're pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Uh, so they are. This is for sure a threat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a threat. And uh, I think with the twenty-one, you actually catch them look back over their shoulders uh, where you can see a bunch of dwarves on deck cranking on these gears. And there are ports in the floor of the ship that are starting to open up. And you see these uh, small, they look like kind of like cannons, but they're in the very center of the ship starting to winch up out of the floor. Hmm. Uh, That doesn't look good. I think this might be the woe we were talking about. The other thing wasn't the woe. This, uh, this might be the woe. <laughs> this might be the, the woe. The woe is more than just one thing. There may be more. There's more than one woes. Why didn't you fucking Wait, tell us Solar, that? You can't just you can't just say there's more than one woe. That's why we asked. That's why I asked for that scale of you know. This is not. This is not how this is supposed to go. Everyone to the fucking starboard. The the dwarves are gonna attack. I told you I should have uh, fucked up the ship before we left. <laughs> <laughs> And the dwarf, hearing you yell these orders out, uh, just says, uh, d- just turns around to everybody there and says, ah, three times over is too good to take take up. Uh, sorry about this, but uh, I think we're going to need a little extra fuel for the journey. Uh, and you can roll initiative. Oh, no. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> I have a plus zero. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I have a minus two to initiate, nice. so I mean, big flex. I have a plus two, but I still get a four. <laughs> four for Thalari, okay. Uh, an eight uh, for me. Eight for Halak? Six. Yeah. I, six for oh, you, I boy. got a 14. Oh, no. 14. <laughs> 14's the best. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that is the That's best. That's not good. <laughs> it's all right. No, it's in the bad <laughs> run. So, 
how the ship combat works is off the top, both of the ships are going to take an action. Uh, so on each of your turns, you can use an action of your own to cast your own spells or do your own attacks and actions. Uh, if you don't feel like there's something that you can do uh, with your person, then you can put an action into the ship, mm. uh, whether oh. it's evasive action or firing a cannon. Uh, speeding up, slowing down, that type of thing. I mean, really but cool. for right now, <laughs> right off the bat, um, this dwarf who is standing in front of you holds his hand out, and there is a crack of steam and lightning as the hand itself detaches, attached to a chain, and fires across and is going to try to grab Scooter. Ew. Uh, but that is a 12 to hit that does not hit me uh (laughs) so so that hand rocketing across through the mist as you are able to step out of the way it just grabs into the floor of the ship and pulls a bunch of boards back towards the other ship ah fuck that's cool as hell mine doesn't do that (laughs) (laughs) uh and then it is your turn, Scooter. Uh, I'm going to yell back and be like, all mine does is this. And I'm going to uh, detach one of my fingers uh, and I'm going to put it into one of my guns. And <laughs> I'm going to uh, use, one of, use that gun to cast Shatter uh, on the space oh. right behind uh, the dwarf. Like, still encompassing him, but centered right behind him. Uh, so cool. I can maybe take a chunk of his ship and See if I could get him to fall into his ship. Awesome. Uh, so is that an attack roll, or do they make uh, a... Con 15. Con and 15? Constructs have disadvantage on that, right? I think so, yeah. yes. And good call, because technically, they are a construct. They are more machine than dwarf. Jelly. Oh. <laughs> they are... So that. Was an 18 and a 6 for nice. uh, 12 total. What? <laughs> so they take uh, 22 points of, uh, I think it's thunder damage. Yeah. That's a wicked roll. Because uh, I get to add an extra D8 because I used my gun to cast it. <laughs> oh. Nice. Uh, and the grant, like every inanimate object around him in a 10 foot uh, radius also takes that damage. Okay, and the uh, the ships themselves do have HP. Um, so your ship has uh, 178 Ooh. HP to start. Uh, it's not a whole lot, but there are things you can do to repair it, and it does have a damage threshold. Uh, so if it doesn't take more than uh, 10 damage, it takes zero. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to, as a bonus action, command the flamethrower to start shooting to the right towards their ship. Uh, but I doubt okay. it. I doubt fire damage will do any damage to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fire, I think, is just coating the side of the ship. It just makes it look awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, the flames licking up through the metal. Uh, I will make a deck save because that dwarf is right on the edge. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so that is a for dex uh, 16. Uh, that passes. Um, and I don't believe he. Oh, yeah. So he takes uh, two points of fire damage as okay. the little flame uh, thing is just shooting fire off the side of our ship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. He 
breathes in that that flame as it sort of coats over his armor and says, ah, so good day for this, isn't it? And Scooter, or sorry, uh, Halak, it's your turn. Is there any way that I can like grab a rope and like swing down and attack this dwarf from the crow's nest? Yeah, so this ship uh, at this point is trying to get closer to you. So you can do like an acrobatics if you want to try to just board their ship. Yeah, heck yeah. I want to try to like get to this dwarf as, as best as possible. So okay. like acrobatics roll uh, 24 in total. 24. Okay, that'll do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you could describe that. So I grab the rope and I swing down towards him. And I, I as I'm swinging towards him, I'm like, it's a good day for this. And I, I land right next to him with my sword out. Okay. And he squares up like, oh, hello, little one. <laughs> then, uh, Granny. Oh, wait, really? They rolled <laughs> that badly? Um, okay. I think Granny's gonna, Granny can't really do a whole lot from here, but, uh, if I can see, if the dwarf's within 60 feet and I can see him, the one that, uh, Halak is encountering, mm-hmm. I will cast Sacred Flame so the new okay. deck save. Dex. DC 15. That is a nine. Okay. So that's going to be 10 points of sacred flame damage. <laughs> okay. And what does a granny sacred flame look like? Uh, Gran- granny sacred flame is like this like puff of, um, hmm, hang on, let me think. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's like when you have those, um, it's a blowtorch essentially like the creme brulee torches. She he like turns it out, grabs one, and then just like it comes out of his hands the holy symbol, but it's almost like a blowtorch beam of of <laughs> okay. uh, heat. <laughs> so yeah, just starting to heat up the metal yes. all, all around this uh, this dwarf's face and neck, uh, and Thalari. Uh, okay, Thalari is going to pull a crystal dick disc out from under his shawl. One that's inscribed with the constellation of the archer. So I'm going to go into a uh, starry form of the archer as a bonus action. And uh, cool. and as, a bon- as part of that bonus action, I'm going to take a shot with a uh, beam of light at the dwarf that Halak is fighting. Okay. Crit. <laughs> oh, <Nice>. Amazing. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, I, yeah. I don't know how you do crits because in all the like in all the games I play, and we use alternate yeah, crit rules. So what what crit rules do you use? Uh, I usually use double dice. Okay, so you roll roll all dice that would that would go twice, and then you just add the modifier, and then add the modifier. Okay, after, then yeah, uh, nine points of radiant damage. Ooh, okay, that'll come in handy when we fight the ghost ship. Yeah, or if you know, yeah. if she seems cool, she probably won't fight us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she seems fine. She was pretty chill. She was really nice, guys. I think we should uh, be friends with her. <laughs> looking at you like what? Uh, and then with well, you didn't see her. So... She was fucking rad. <laughs> uh, and with the action, Thalari is going to cause water to pool up onto the deck of the ship and crash down with a uh, tidal wave. Oh, cool! So Ooh. it's uh. 30 feet long, 10 feet wide, and 10 feet tall. I don't know how many of them it's going to hit. Uh, but all of them in the area need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, so I think, Halak, you will also have to make that save. Sorry, a dex save? Be right up with that yeah. dwarf. Dex save, probably pretty good for Halak. Yeah, the DC is 16. Oh, the 
dwarf critical fails. Uh, with yes. a minus one for a zero. Nice. <laughs> I had 19, so I'm good. Okay. Awesome. Uh, okay, 10 bludgeoning damage uh, to anyone who failed, and they also okay. get knocked prone. Halak, you only take 5 damage, but you're not knocked prone. Uh, if I have evasion, do I get do I avoid all of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so I avoid all of it. Dang. I imagine this wave comes through and you tabletop the dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> like you duck under his feet, dwarf doesn't see it coming, gets knocked over and goes careening off the ship. <laughs> yeah. Does it does it push them, the, the tidal uh, wave? It, or just prone? It them? doesn't push them, it just knocks them prone. Okay. So it washes over the deck. All of these dwarves that are trying to ready cannons as well are going to get swept off of their gears that they are turning. Uh, this, the first Hamilton twin, which is standing next to Halak, uh, Halak man- managing to just grab a rope and stay up off of the ground. As... Again, a rope that does like no business being there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> This is basically Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah this, this is real Spider-Man rules rope, with these ropes. It's there. <laughs> it's one of the rules of ships. There are always ropes. Yeah. Always ropes. Every time you need a rope, there's a rope. Um, but this dwarf gets uh, completely flattened onto the ground, and you also hear, "Hey, what's all the fun you've started with?" Whoa! And uh, <laughs> the other dwarf who was starting to make their way up out of the lower decks uh, also failed with a four, uh, so took that ten damage and is prone on the stairs. Uh, Halak, you would be able to see them about twenty-five feet away from you, coming up onto the deck. Then at the top of the round, uh, the two ships are going to fire at each other. Um, The weapons on the Dwarven ship not being fully ready, they're going to shoot with disadvantage. Nice. Uh, They get two attacks. Uh, And if if somebody wants to roll, uh, your ship gets uh, two attacks on each side uh, with a plus eight to hit, and it's 2d8 damage. I'll roll one. That's a 23 to hit. So 23 actually hits this ship. Ooh. Nice. And how much? You said 2d8? 2d8, yeah. That's 11 plus whatever. Uh, 11 plus 4. So 15 to the ship. Okay. Skadoosh. I can roll the other one. Yeah, sure. Let's do it, Kelly. The one that Scooter has installed with like self-firing mechanisms where Mm -hmm. somebody just has to flick a switch and then walk away or else, you know, they might get caught in something. (laughs) Uh, What's the add to the hit? Uh, Plus 8. That's a 20? 20 hits. Noise. 20 is the AC of the ship. Uh, so that's a 2d8 plus 4. So that's... Uh, uh, oh, damn it. 12, uh, 16 points of damage. Nice. Wow. Uh, Good shot. As just Beefy. cannons that have been... That are just garbage that have been compressed into a, uh, a <laughs> sphere are shot out of this one. <laughs> yeah. So not even like putting holes in this other ship, but because it's all compressed trash, it is gumming up the works of these nice. moving pistons yeah. in through the molten metal uh, as you start to hear grinding the other cannons uh that these dwarves have been trying to ready fire with disadvantage uh and they both miss uh but you see more gauntlets uh so they look like large hands are getting shot out of the ship and they're grasping at railings but man but mostly just pull the wood off and aren't able to do what it seems like they're trying to do which is grab your ship Uh, then it is the dwarves. 
So the first one next to you, Halak, is going to use half of its movement to stand up, uh, and then it's going to take a swing at you for a 14 to hit. Yeah, my armor is 14, so that does that it hit? It is 14. That does hit, okay. yeah. So with this big pistoned arm swinging at you like a pinata as you're swinging from this rope, it is uh, for eight bludgeoning damage. Does it, do I have a sense that the other one's going to come at me this turn too? Uh, yes, the other one is on the stairs, they, but uh, you, they were prone and they don't look especially fast, so it doesn't look like they're going to be okay. able to reach I'm going to use my uncanny dodge to have the, the damage from that attack. So I can do that, I think, once per turn, right? As, As a, a reaction? reaction? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. perfect. So I'll take four damage. Okay. Um, the other dwarf does indeed get up and start lumbering over their metal boots clanking on the metal deck. Uh, as the crew scrambles around, um, it, some of them are picking up what small weapons that they have. Most of them look like deck hands, but they're attempting to push you away. Uh, but they're just sort of minions. Uh, they can't really do anything to you at this point unless they really gang up on you. <laughs> uh, and he's the, the other dwarf that comes up the stairs uh, just says, get me over to the other one. I'll take care of them. And Scooter, it's your turn. Uh, so they have they have connected nothing to our ship, right? There's nothing. Con- no, <sighs> they they've just pulled. Uh, but the so the the gauntlets are being reeled back in. So if you were looking for a gauntlet, like one that reached the far end of the ship, would still be dragging across the hull, just bringing splinters of wood that it grabbed. Yeah, my my cannon can move 15 feet, so I'm wondering if I can get it to jump onto one of those gauntlets before it goes over. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, give me like an Arcana check. Just uh, n- not a. It's a... Jesus. That's a twenty-five. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, it kind of scuttled. So it has yeah, it's got those little legs on the bottom. Uh, yeah, it's got like little like almost like the Baba Yaga's house, but it's like Ugh. metallic. Uh, gross hands. Uh, and I just want it to grab onto one of the hands as it's going across and then shoot fire at whoever was the person that shot the glove in the first place. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you can target the crew, uh, and if you do enough damage to them, then they get disadvantage again. All right. So they got to do another deck save to avoid my, my, my little child. <laughs> okay. Uh, they get a seven. <laughs> then they take nope. 13 points of fire damage. Okay. As my can is just... So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, it grabs onto this gauntlet. The gauntlet gets dragged across until it's about to fall off into the water. It shoots back to the other ship to be reloaded. And the dwarf that is about to stick it back in kind of looks confused right down the barrel. Uh, and then fire erupts out of it just like a flaming dwarf skeleton is all that's left as it just drops to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Damn. And my, it's still tied to the rope to our ship, so it's just going to let go and then swing back to the front of our ship. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to turn to the captain of their ship and be like, looks like all that iron made you forget the one thing that you need to be a pirate. Uh, keeping everyone on their toes. And I'm going to uh, shoot um, uh, Halleck with one of my guns, but I'm going to use the one that has a dart in it. Uh, and I screamed to Halleck, sorry, that's going to hurt like a motherfucker. 
uh, and I cast Enlarge on you. Nice. Oh. 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 Uh, so as the no. dart hits you, your muscles just start like growing and expanding, and your bones are like cracking and reshaping. Uh, so you're a one size larger. You have advantage on strength checks and saving throws, and your weapon does an extra one d four as it grows to your size. Cool. Excellent. Thank you. Which I imagine is like the dart also just attached. Like as it hits you, metal comes off of it and makes your sword bigger. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to also take this opportunity to duck behind the uh, mast, I think is the word, the big one in the mm-hmm. middle. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah so any ranged attacks, uh, you you can add plus two to your AC. Nice. Uh, and as that dart enlarges you, Halak, it is your turn. We're sorry. We're alone. Me and this this Hamilton twin, right? There's no one else around us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The other the other twin is making their way over, but couldn't uh, couldn't quite get to. Okay, you. I'm going to uh, swing my rapier at him and try to attack him. Okay. Uh, twenty to hit. That's a hit. Excellent. Um, so since we're alone, I get to use my swashbuckler feats to do sneak attack damage on him. Yeah. As far as I understand the rule, so it's four d six for that, one d four for being enlarged. Then 1d8 plus 3. Also just this like weirdly large goblin. (laughs) Yeah, I think now one size larger you would actually be looming over this dwarf. Yeah, it would be. Uh, So yeah, I I managed to get him and it's 17 points of damage. 17. Okay. That's a good hit. Yeah, it's a lot of dice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so the, uh, the the rapier just getting in again to the mechanisms, it seems like a, a hose that was connecti- connecting and giving steam power to one of the hands bursts loose and steam just starts hissing out of this as you stab in. Uh, anything else? Uh, I would just give him like a little ha-ha as I do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to Granny. All right, uh, first, Granny just looks over at Scooter like... Keep them on their toes. What are you talking about? Just throw uh, everything you got at them. They'll never expect it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just say that then. And looks over at the ship. Uh, do I see any like open housings or any gears or anything that's like looks like it's propelling the ship forward? Uh, there are a lot of like uh, exhaust ports that are shooting out steam and black Perfect. smoke. So Granny's going to use Guiding Bolt, and the way that Granny uses Guiding Bolt is he flings carrots, and these carrots <laughs> are like homing carrots, essentially. You just got such a wicked spin on them. And uh, I'm going to try to lodge, uh, lodge them into or destroy these exhaust ports, whatever is the most appropriate functional in the context of this. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, make an attack. Uh, that's a Dirty 20. Dirty 20 is a hit. Nice. That's 46, 48. Oh, God, 48. Oh, it is D6. That's right. That's 14 points of that's radiant damage. Okay, 14? Yeah. So I think full Death Star, this carrot shoots across <laughs> right down the exhaust port. Uh, and I think there's like a moment where nothing really happens, and then you just hear like a clanking, and that exhaust port uh, just like cracks open nice. and fire just starts spurting out. So it is glowing. The next attack on that will have advantage because of guiding bolts. Sweet. 
Uh, and it seems, uh, although the, the ship doesn't seem to slow down very much, there is something going on on the inside. You seem to have started some kind of reaction. And with my movement, I'm going to try to like line myself up with this, this dwarf who's going to try to make his way across. Okay, get in their way. Yeah, just basically like prepare for them more or less or try to be the first line of anything they come into. Okay. Uh, then Thalari. Uh, so Thalari, first thing Thalari is going to do is fire another one of those uh, beams of radiant light at the dwarf that Halak is fighting. That's a bonus action. Okay. Uh, 17 plus 8, 25. That's a hit. Okay. Ugh, six points of radiant damage. Okay. Uh, how far away is the second dwarf from uh, Harlock and the dwarf he's fighting? Uh, currently 10 feet. 10 feet. That is excellent. So Thalari is going to throw forward his arm, and with his arm, and casting from his arm is a bolt of condensed storm stuff. Uh, so I'm going to cast Stormbolt and roll cool. to hit him. Ten. To, oh, unfortunately not a hit. Okay, but uh, it's still... The storm stuff still uh, explodes in a peal of thunder. So uh, the target and every creature within ten feet of him need to make constitution saving throws. Okay. On save. That is a 15. Uh, DC is 16. Okay. Nice. Okay, so on a failure, it's nine points of thunder damage, stunned for one round, and deafened for one minute. Wow, that's huge. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. a, a successful save is half damage, not Ooh. stunned, and deafened for one round. Okay, so just this massive crack goes off as uh, the, the dwarf is like struggling to s- reconnect that hose that Halak managed to pierce. Uh, oh, sorry, this is the other dwarf, isn't it? Yes. This yeah. is the one that's 10 feet away. The so that one feet. is making its way forward uh, and says, Ah, yes, you, you, you best get over there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear the bunch of you apart. And then just gets hit with this uh, sort of shudders and then is just frozen in one spot. <laughs> the metal around its arms just sort of shaking uh, as their suit seems to have completely seized up. Nice. Get on, you kid. Our thunder and Jesus. Anything else, Thalari? Uh, Thalari's just going to take a step away from the railing of the ship, but that's it. Uh, then back to the top of the round, if you want to roll two more attacks for the ship. Um, as Salt, as a default, whenever you go into combat, unless he is told otherwise, it's just going to continuously shoot at whatever is there until it is gone. Um, Aim, aim for the the port I just destroyed. <laughs> salt, salt, hit hit the steam valve. Hit the pel- hit, hit that port. Oh, you betcha! Uh, Don't you dare fucking touch my cannon down there. <laughs> like I said, once you turn it on, none of this shit turns off. That <laughs> <laughs> twenty. Nice. Oh my god! <laughs> Get him. So for that first one, whoever was attack, if you're attacking the exhaust port, it would be advantage. But like nat twenty is nat twenty. You don't need advantage. <laughs> yeah. So nat twenty on the exhaust port. Fucking uh, fuck told you not to touch it. Uh, that's 48. That's 12. That's math. Oh, math. Uh, 27 points of damage. 27. Okay. <laughs> plus the modifier? Or oh, the plus modifier? the modifier. So 20. Uh, it was 4. 31. 31. 
31. Okay. Nice. <clears throat> so, yeah, the bolts again, the, the, the cannons fire on the exhaust port, uh, completely just gumming it up. The, both of them, both of the shots, what, the first one lands in the exhaust port, the second one hits the back of it and forces it down into the machinery. There is a puff of smoke as there's a dulled explosion from the inside of the ship uh, mm. from this hole that leads down from below uh, a couple of dwarves run out on fire <laughs> uh, and are just kind of running around on deck now Scooter's as like, panic sets in Scooter's like oh fuck that's where I kept my extra bag of gunpowder ah oh, that's so oh it's gonna suck <laughs> to get back <laughs> uh, and this time the dwarven ship does hit you with two attacks. Do we roll the second attack against their ship? I mean, I rolled mine. I, I think. Oh, so there's still another attack then. Yeah, yeah Eric, do you want to roll the other one? No, no, you go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I can't roll an attack. <laughs> okay. it, it, uh, mine deafened I mean, salt, so he forgot for a sec. No, I, I rolled a six. There's no way. Six? Yeah, no. Nice try. Um, nice try. So your ship takes. 14 damage <laughs> as these gauntlets shoot out this time one of them grabbing onto the mast and one of them piercing the side of the boat and it seems like is holding on to something on the inside and you start to hear the winches start to grind as the two ships moving forward side by side start to slowly drift together as oh, these crap. winches start to move uh, along the side of the ship facing you those gears that are turning, uh, the guards that are around them start to open up, creating this sort of, uh, if you've ever seen BattleBots, um, <laughs> those, those terrible grindy things that are on gotcha. the sides of the arena. What a weird reference. Um, it's good. It's very... BattleBots Canadian? I think it is. Oh, maybe they is. have uh, a Canadian stint. Yeah, we... Yeah. BattleBots Canada. Well, we're only we're only supporting BattleBots Canada yeah. right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> so suck it, BattleBots America. Um, BattleBots UK, you're all right. I think one was called Robot Wars. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. It was the it was the overarching one. the The BattleBots were like day to day, but the 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 Robot Wars were won by us. <laughs> uh, so the two dwarves, um, the one that is next to you, Halak, is going to attack you again. No. Uh, Ooh, that is big. That's a 26 to hit. Yeah, that hits. So that is uh, 10 bludgeoning damage. As All again, right. just this big piston fist comes out. I'll use my uncanny dodge again. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. that's your reaction. Um, And as he's like tussling with you now, like denting the floor as you jump over his piston fist with mm -hmm. your evasion, uh, turns back to the other one. And just yells, what are you waiting for? Get over there. And still frozen in place. The other one is just like, what? what? <laughs> I and... really don't want to kill these guys. I like them. <laughs> Maybe we can convince them uh, to join us. Maybe. Get some persuasion checks on the go. Uh, Scooter, it's your turn. So the gauntlets that are attached to our ship. Um, are they just attached to the, sh the their ship as well? Or is it? There's like dwarves with their arms reached out of a port. Uh, there are dwarves uh, on each port. 
they they seem to be operating something, but uh, the, it it seems like at this point they have activated winches that are going to continuously pull you forward. All right, I'm gonna run up to the closest uh, gauntlet near me, um, and I'm going to pull out uh, a hand, <laughs> just a metal hand from my bag, and be like, I didn't have a time to put this one on, and I'm gonna put the hand on their hand, just lovingly. Uh, and cast uh, Shocking Grasp. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Um, it's technically a touch attack to hit. So, And it's made of metal, so you get advantage. Nice. Um, oh, that's a 19 plus 7 is 26, but come on, net 20. Uh, another 19. What the? F- wow. Nice. Uh, so that's 26 to hit. Does that, does, that, does that hit? That hits, All right. yeah. That's an that would be concerning. That's uh 15 points of lightning damage. Okay. Uh you start to see the mechanisms that the hand that are keeping the hand closed start to fry. It is still holding on, uh but there are springs and cogs popping out and bouncing across the deck and the lightning travels down the whole chain back to uh, and you see one of the dwarf skeletons for a second as they just like in a hiss fall onto the <laughs> ground. Uh, my hand, my mechanical hand, then falls apart, and I'm like, ah, fuck! One day I'll get that thing to stay attached. Uh, and as a bonus action, I'm gonna have my um, uh, cannon try to climb along again and shoot its fire into the port. <laughs> okay. Now that we're fully attached, uh, so that's another deck save on this very. This this poor guy. Just this <laughs> uh on the oh yes, on the on the captain. Um feel so bad for him. That's a fourteen? That does not succeed. My DC's fifteen. Oh. So that's ten points of fire damage. So it just once again goes Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this captain is starting to look harrowed. Uh oh. looking back at his twin. Uh, just saying, like, what are you? Come on, I can't do this all by myself. <laughs> just buy some time. We'll grind them up. And again, just what? And uh, if that's uh, if that's your turn, Scooter, see, I'll face it. You're hopeless. Look into my eyes. The sky's the limits. And then I uh, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you walk away. That is the that is the deepest Hamilton reference I can make. <laughs> nice. And uh, Halak. Yeah, so I'll say to him, like, looks like you've bit off more than you could chew. And I'm going to attack him one more time. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Uh, 24 to hit. That's a hit? Yeah. So same thing, I get my sneak attack damage again? Yes, you do. Excellent. His twin is stunned behind him, so can't get within five feet. Oh. 25 damage that time. Wow. 25. 25. Wow. Damn. Uh, so now with that, like, Along the legs, another tube popping off, seam now just shooting off between the two of you, his piston fist trying to get in the way of your sword, but just so deft and quick, able to get in between these little slots of armor. I mean, these, you haven't missed yet, but they have a very high AC. Uh, I've, <laughs> best rolls of my life. Like, yeah, same. Uh, and, like, not used to getting hit yeah. is very much just like, ah! Choose the proper word. That's what we'll do to you. We'll chew you up. And uh, Granny. Can I, sorry, can I oh, run sorry. away for a second? Like, I know they're pretty slow, right? So I can use disengage as a bonus action. 
Yeah. So can I like move so, away from him maybe so I won't get? Yeah. And actually, as a swashbuckler, you don't even have to bonus action. If you attack a creature and you move away from them, they can't attack Ooh. you. Okay. So I'd like to just like maybe dance around somewhere where I'm like, or I can kind of like come out of next turn, but where hopefully he won't be able to attack me is my idea. Yeah. But, okay. So you you have a pretty good idea that if you use your full movement to get away, uh, he's a little bit slower than you. Great. That's what I'd like to do. Okay. And yeah, so backing off away now that they're starting to collapse and fall to the ground, the crew, as you move into them, just back off all of them pointing <laughs> like yeah, I'm just pointing pitchforks. I keep thinking pitchforks. I don't know why, but they're pointing pitchforks at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm twirling my sword around and taunting them and telling them to come at me. Uh, and then Granny. So I do have a question because I'm a l- Are you using sneak attack each round? Uh, can I not do that? I think so. you shouldn't be able to because you don't have any allies. I so. No, no, I'm a swashbuckler. So if I'm fighting a guy by himself, is it automatic? Is as yeah. long as he's got no no one, as long as I have no one around me or no one around him. If we're like one on one fighting, shit. okay, Sorry. it's like yeah. My brain was just like <laughs> that's not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I read <laughs> each of the entries for sneak attack like 17 times to make sure that so I'm you doing this okay, right. Cool. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. didn't mean to like do that. No, it All is right. it is super weird. I, we have a swashbuckler in our campaign, and I still ask every <laughs> yeah. time. Like, are you my sure brain would have been like, it's called rakish audacity, which is like amazing it. word for it. But uh, yeah. it's okay. that's part of that. As long as if me read out here um, against a creature, if you're within five feet of it, or no other creatures are within five feet of you. So as long gotcha. as no one's okay. around me, as long as I can like twirl around, I can get sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the Jack Sparrow of subclasses. <laughs> oh my god, sounds like it. Alright, so uh Grant is gonna gonna kinda look up at the ship, look down at the, the runes around it and think I think I've had enough of this nonsense. Looks down, can well actually I guess for a better question is does Granny recognize this to be like arcane runes around the base of the ship that are allowing it to move? Uh yes, I, I think so. Uh, with uh with Scooter having checked it out earlier. Yeah, um, I, I think you 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 can all have that information. And seeing that there's no mast or anything, there's no like wind propulsion, right? No. All right, so Granny's gonna look at this ship and say, "That's it. This is uh, this is the end of the line." And cast dispel magic. Cool. Nice. <laughs> uh, so do you do make a roll? Yeah. Uh, th- this is a, a fairly high level spell that's keeping it up. Okay. That is a 17 plus Seven. nothing. So, okay. It, I think it's plus your, isn't it plus your wisdom or? Uh, no, it just says ability check. Oh, using your spellcasting ability. No, that, that'd be 17 plus four, I guess. Plus four. Yeah. I mean, se- 17 does it too. That's a seventh level spell. Uh, nice. So that uh, <laughs> you, yeah, dispel magic along the bottom one of the runes in the back there are several keeping it afloat but one of the ones in the back goes out the entire ship dips into the water on that side yeah. uh halak you can make a deck save or if you want to do like an acrobatics I, so before i'd rather do an granny, acrobatics check my acrobatics is like through the roof granny grabs like their holy symbol and also reaches into their back pocket pulls out like a little sleeve a little like a, a little travel mug and you know what? No, a little mug of to-go Tim's takes the cap off, <laughs> throws it on the ship, looking at the rune, targets the rune, and it just like smears against it, dispelling the magic. Okay, yeah, getting in, just gumming up all of that in- intricate arcane work that exactly. was done with it. 
So I rolled a, tw- a, a 16, so 25 in total. So I imagine I grab a rope Jesus. that was just not there before. Just <laughs> yes. yeah, appears and I'm The fine. 25 makes it appear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no ropes on their ships. Where'd that come Nobody from? Nobody knows. <laughs> what the it hell? could be one of the flailing gauntlets in the air that you just grab and roll across. Yeah. Uh, the back of the ship does sink immediately into the ground. Halak, with that acrobatics check, you are able to just jump up, grab a rope as in slow motion behind you, like explosions and flaming dwarves fly through the air as they're <laughs> catapulted from Beauty. the ship. Uh, the two twins, uh, both of them also go flying through the air, but then in synchronicity turn and their extendo arms shoot onto the deck of the ship and pull themselves back down. Uh, the first dex check, either of them have passed all day. Uh, <laughs> but they are holding on as the ship starts to like list and turn all the way up. Uh, nice. So with that dispel magic, does that cause the ship to like literally stop moving? Uh, so right, yeah. So right now the ship is sinking. Um, Beautiful. Which is uh, great. The only issue is that it is still holding on to you with these two hands. Right. Uh, so that that will shortly become an issue for you as well. Uh, well, that is perfect. So as the ship starts to sink, uh, Thalari, it is your turn. Not really much I can do to that. Um, so if there's any, like, action that you would like to kind of load into the ship, if you want some special action for that the ship could take, uh, right now, the biggest issue is that with those two gauntlets holding onto you, their ship is starting to sink, and if you don't detach them, uh, it will take you with it. Oh, okay. Uh, can I? Are there any one? Of... There's one of those attached to the mast, so I'm gonna try to blow that up with my uh, archer thing. Okay, go for it. Twenty six to hit. That's a hit. <laughs> what are these They're rolls? Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> Max damage are... thirteen. Thirteen damage. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you can describe how that destroys the gauntlet as it shatters. Thalari holds up his uh the disc with the inscription of the archer constellation and it catches the starlight just right and the beam of light smashes through the cord holding the gauntlet and the gauntlet's just staying there attached to the mast beauty okay and that chain with all the tension attached to this heavy ship uh whips back across to the other side uh immediately pulled into that coil anything else delary uh, there's another one of those, isn't there? There is, yeah. yeah. So this one has gone through the side of the ship and is somewhere below deck, holding on to something down there. Okay. Um, it's salt. It's grabbing onto salt. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> salt okay. Salt's at the oh, helm. My so own hopefully, my body. Yeah. Uh, you is going to the burn. <laughs> Solari is going to aim for the chain attaching to that one and is going to, as his action, uh, readjust his star chart and use it to cast Guiding Bolt. Okay. Uh, crit. Oh my nice. god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you? That's your second crit. <laughs> I also love that you just say crit. <laughs> Mic drop. It's a maple leaf instead of a a twenty on the dice. Is that <laughs> be. No, it isn't. But the dice are made by a Canadian dice company, though. Nice. Oh, ah. that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, twenty nine points of radiant damage. Wow. Jesus. Oh. 
that uh, and the next attack against it have advantage if it's still right. uh, if it's still intact <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if i had to to rate it uh like say i had to attach a, an hp value to this chain i would say that it has one left um that's uh, quite a bit of damage uh so the yeah, the, the guiding bolt shearing half of a link of chain off, and now the chain just seems to be bending, still holding your ship to theirs, but barely, mm. and now glowing with this uh, starlight energy. Think, That's uh, my turn. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <as laughs> Granny looks back to the other ship and says, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then at the top of the round, uh, Salt just screams out, not sorry, never sorry, and fires <laughs> another barrage uh, upon them. Um, if you Damn it, want... Salt, hit the chain! <laughs> I swear to God, Salt, stay away from that thing while you're shooting. It's going to blow your ears off. <laughs> Salt's got bloodlust. Ooh. Yeah. I got a, I, I rolled a 16 for my horrifying contraption, so it's plus eight, so that's a 20 number. Yeah, yeah the, uh, above 20 <gasps> hits, yeah. It's a 20 number, you know, one of those, one of those 20 issues. Uh, and it's uh, 11 points of damage from the the scary cannon that nobody likes okay. to go near. <laughs> the other one is a, it's a plus eight, right? Plus eight, yeah. 21 to hit. 21's a hit as well. And five, six, 11, 15 points 15, okay. of damage. So as they, again, like rip into the side, start now multiple fires breaking out as these cogs unable to turn the whole ship starting to like just sink down into the water halak i think you're just swinging around the outskirts of it on this rope (laughs) that is just always swinging you into the perfect spot um the other ship is going to take a uh they use their action to try to repair um so you can see the dwarves that did not get thrown off the ship many of them have run down to the uh inside of the ship and are, are are trying to tinker away at it you see the fires start to go out a little bit but the rune is still out so they right. are still sinking <sighs> um then the dwarves uh seeing you swing around um they are both going to shoot hands at you halak nice high five <laughs> oh and there's my crit oh no okay, well, I regret the high five now a real I shouldn't five. have high fived them back is what, yeah, that was what your mistake was you're right so it's Should a turned it down. and a 15 15 damage one. Uh, no sorry 15 uh, to hit for the oh, second definitely one definitely hit yeah yeah okay so the first guy that is 20 bludgeoning damage I'm gonna use uncanny dodge on that one that's a good one yeah so, <laughs> wow. imagine Halak is doing like ribbon tricks. You ever seen that? Like, you know, those like, I don't know what they're called, but there's like the people who are, oh, yeah. You know, it's all like the ribbon gymnastics or whatever where they hang off two ropes. Yeah. That's what I imagine Halak is doing, yeah. twirling around this rope in a really like incredibly talented way. Still not doing good though. How much damage from the next one? Uh, the next one is 11. Oof. So I've taken 30 points of damage. I have 34 Oof. points in total. Just so. come back oh to me, baby. Just oh. come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I still not getting grabbed and pulled out of the sky by these hands, but still like they're grazing across your ribs, all your hands slipping down and burning on the rope as you're mm-hmm. spinning now. 
that is their turn. So then that brings us to Scooter. I'm going to go back up to the edge of the ship where I now see this like molten chain. I'm going to be like, some of these are actually guns. Uh, and I'm going to pull, I'm going to take off another one of my guns and just shoot a regular boring ass bullet <laughs> at this, at this okay. chain. Punch it. Uh, so that's with advantage because of guiding bolts. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Calm down. Uh, that's a 17 plus fucking, uh, what would that be? Is that my dex? Yeah, dex proficiency. Plus like, yeah. All right, so that's plus nothing, but I get plus one since they're magic guns. Okay, well, you also get proficiency, right? So. Oh, okay, so that's um uh, four. So that first one's 21. Okay, so that is a hit, and it only had one HP left, so you can just describe it. Uh, so I'm just like, uh, it's just one of these boring-ass guns, and I shoot, uh, and the chain cracks, and I'm like, Salt, you better grab that fucking hand down there, or you're fired! Uh, and then I drop the gun into the water. (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) yeah, and Salt is like, I'll go down with the ship! No, wait, Salt, no! (laughs) (laughs) Not there, ship! The hand's inside, idiot! (laughs) I'm so old! Terrible. <laughs> so with that, the chain goes whipping back to the other ship, and with your ship free, you're able to pull away uh, from that ship. So the, uh, I, I guess, bringing it to Halak's turn. Do I have an avenue of escape here? Like, I, I feel like I need to get out of here. I think it is rope. Uh <laughs> Oh, it's always rope. The answer is always rope. Just just come down. I mean, I I, I think, (laughs) too, there is a a very, like, cinematic thing is while that chain is sort of getting wrapped back in, if you wanted to try an acrobatics to, like, run across that I'll give an acrobatics check. Yeah. Oh, cock dice. I mean, like, Granny's just here to catch you, man. Just come to me. Yeah, so I rolled an eight, like, 18 in total. That's what I I rolled. Okay. So I think it is a running along this chain, uh, oh. the big now goblin, the, the chain sort of wobbling yeah. <laughs> under the large halak, uh, diving, <laughs> used to being this small, slim sort of thing, looks like you're really not going to make it, and then the hand just comes slapping into Granny's hand, uh, pulling you up onto the deck. Granny's ready to catch predator you, style. Yeah. you're the regular size <laughs> goblin, and then realize as you come closer, you're like, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> Objects in on ship might appear smaller than they are. <laughs> sure. Uh I'm going to uh while you when you catch uh um Halak, I'm going to be like, "Oh wait, that serum doesn't last very long." And then it immediately wears off as I drop concentration. <laughs> uh Sweet. And with that as the ship starts to pull away the um the dwarven ship Without its, even with the other runes straining to keep it above water, uh, the smoke goes out as it starts to bubble and gurgle and sink beneath uh, the two dwarves standing on the bow of the ship as it reaches down towards the water, shaking their fists at you. The one who you were fighting, Halak, like in the last minute, their arm malfunctions and the, sh- the fist just fires off into the sky. And as he looks kind of defeated downwards <laughs> as they sink below the surface of the water. Halak! We'll call AAA for you. They'll get out here in a jiffy. (laughs) 
Hello, it's Mike Friday, your Dungeon Mom. We'll be right back with the action after these words from some great Canadian TTRPG sponsors. Hey, folks. Hey, folks. I'm Steve. And I'm Chris. We're from Heroes Beacon Comics and Games in St. John, New Brunswick. We want to thank the fine folks here at Not Presently Deceased D&D Podcast for giving us an opportunity to share a little bit about our shop. We offer a range of tabletop RPGs, board games, comics, and novelties. You can find us in person at 25 Charlotte Street, St. John, New Brunswick, or online at heroesbeacon.com. We are always excited to meet new customers and help them get set up with everything they need for their next gaming session. So if you're looking for some family fun, some thrilling reads, or supplies for your next D&D adventure, we'd love to help. So find us on Facebook or online at heroesbeacon.com. We hope to see you soon. The Boardroom Game Cafe is the first cafe of its kind in the Maritimes. Located on Barrington Street in Halifax, Nova Scotia, it features a large gaming area with a collection of over 600 games to play, an espresso bar, local craft beer and soda, a tasty menu, and an extensive retail area, which locals can visit at shop.boardroomgames.ca. The Boardroom currently only offers in-store pickup and local delivery, but if you live close, use our code Goblins15 to get 15% off your online retail order. Hey there, it's Suman from Unearthed Arcanon Podcast. I want to talk real quickly about Rain City Games. They are downtown Vancouver's friendly local game store. In addition to their board games and magic and jigsaw puzzles and all that fun stuff, Rain City Games has all kinds of goodies for your tabletop RPGs, like dice, dice bags, miniatures, RPG titles that go well beyond D&D, and so much more with flat rate shipping across Canada. Plus, if you've ever wanted to try playing D&D yourself, they host regular online games where all are welcome, including total beginners. Rain City Games also has ongoing campaigns specifically for women and marginalized genders, and you can find it all online at www.raincity.games. <laughs> uh so that brings you out of initiative I'm up there. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> that was fun that was a lot of fun cool yeah. mm-hmm. i'm, I'm glad that mm-hmm. i i wasn't i wasn't thrilled with the rules that um they had in salt marsh for ship to ship combat uh mm. so really i'm glad this worked out i haven't i haven't actually tried this before so and like our roles our roles were just insane i can't they were crazy yeah. They were yeah, stupid. Yeah. Shout out to the dice. Really showed yeah, up. I think we missed yeah. that once. Dice really <laughs> showed really up. Showed you got up our backs today. today. Yeah. The real ones. Without yeah. the ones. <laughs> the dice are the troops. Well, well, well uh, <laughs> I've got you cradled in my arms. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I'm going to need to ride around that baby Bjorn for a little while until I get healed up. Yeah, I'll tuck you in. There's enough space for you in, in here, baby. Why don't you just get some rest and suck on this here greater healing potion or this, this potion? It's got, look, I said I couldn't find turmeric, but I, I had some it's in there with some ginger. It's not going to be great, but I'll knock you right out. Ah, oh, granny. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go over to Thalari uh, and be like, hey, kid, you got a real talent for destroying shit. I admire that. <laughs> it comes from the stars. I don't only intend to, to destroy. Well, I thought we'd be coming uh, into danger, so damaging spells I prepared. It's uh, mighty, mighty good at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that. That was great. All those explosions. Boy, I hate those Hamilton twins. 
Where's my fist salt? Oh, jeez. <laughs> scuttles down below to try to find the fist. See, we, we love salt on here, but it's uh, fun to, you know, dunk on him once in a while. <laughs> ah. Truth be told, one of the fists is still up here. I can just use that one. <laughs> as, uh, as you drift away from the carnage behind you, the smoke slowly drifting into the mist, and then the mist again taking over, just this yellow light, just this yellow light guiding your way. The icebergs getting larger and larger as you go. Scooter, I think you're flamethrower every once in a while just burrowing a hole of flame through uh, the larger icebergs that get in your path in the in the silence as you're sort of moving forward I, I think you do notice that Ina is on deck kind of absent from this dwarf battle she is now up in the front and and I think Thalari you can see a familiar sight she is looking up and with your ability to see the stars through the uh, cloud, you can see that she is also watching the stars. Beautiful, aren't they? Despite the fog. Oh, you see them as well. I do. Well, yes. Um, tell me what you think of that. And she points to an area of stars where there is just a great absence of constellations. Just a circle of darkness. It's the place where all the woe lives. <laughs> <laughs> the woe land. The woe hole. I there, although I do not know for certain. I believe there's a what I would call a dark star. There, large, like the sun in our sky, except instead of shedding light, it absorbs light. Although I do not know for certain. A good theory. I. I, I like that thought, the absence of it, that there might be something active happening in that area. I think of a great loss when I look at that area. Hmm. I think that is also where we are going. Whatever that dark star is gazing upon, I believe, is the area that we might be looking for. Thalari is going to hold up his star chart discs and consult with the uh, constellations to see if that's going in the right direction. Okay, uh, so you can do a survival check with advantage. Okay. Glad that has advantage. Uh, I got a 3 and a 16, so 24. <laughs> 24, okay. Uh, so you see that to get to that area, you are going to have to leave the beam of light. It seems like mm. the estimation that they made of where it went is off. And that if you continue on this path, you're going to sail right past this area. That is... That may be where we need to go. The rest of you. Ah. Um, Ina believes that the place we need to go to find the Blackberry is off of our current course. We Like, in the myth? I've got... Halak it's... in the baby urn, but he's like <laughs> healing currently. Are you like feeding him food? <laughs> yeah, I one hundred percent. I've got like I've got this like bowl of, of a heartier stew that I've made earlier, which is like a little bit more flavorful, and it's like that was my cure wounds for you too. <laughs> so I'm healing him. <laughs> um, wait, so you mean like uh, in 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 the mist? It would it would be. I've checked with 
I've aligned my charts with the stars, and that is the right direction. So when you look at that mist, do you feel more woe or less woe this time? A slight bit more. More. Okay, mm. well, that's great. Good to know. But, again, uh, I do not know woe for who. Uh, right, I mean, right. He's, he said that, um... <clears throat> He said that this was going to be the woe, but, right. uh, you know, we've... I said this was part of it. Okay, so the, that was a part of the woe. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we, we dealt with that pretty good, so... Yeah. No, that's fair. I think if everybody's up to it, and, hey, Scoots, if you can mend up the ship a little bit, I'm sure we can power through and mist or no mist. I mean, I like to sleep, but, like... <laughs> You know, once we get through, it'll all wake him up. Uh, the little guy's tuckered out. He's all tuckered out. It's not his fault. You had it's a big day, okay? Yeah. He's had a really big day. <laughs> well, I can go down uh, to the uh, the lower decks and see how much the damage was, but uh, that ship was uh, all looks. Had no uh, meat behind it. Yeah, style, no substance. I agree. Yeah. So uh, I can patch her up if you're... Uh, if we're planning to go off into uh, pitch blackness, then... Um, you know, I'm all for it. Ina, uh, would you assist me with navigation? I may need your eyes. Of course. Thank you. And the two of you sort of stepping up at the front of the ship, having aligned your star charts, you're able to... The ship, the ship slowly starts to shift course according to your direction. Uh, this light, although you were still surrounded by mist, you really feel the absence of it when it is gone. Uh, the cold of the mist takes over like the sun has been covered up by clouds. Uh, the ice disappears as you're going, not even the reassuring thump against mm. the sides of the, uh, against the sides of the boat to reassure you that you're moving forward until you clear the mist. After about an hour of sailing by your best estimates, you puncture the wall of mist into an area of swirling clarity like the eye of a hurricane just massive oh. walls of mist surrounding these three huge icebergs like mountains each of them in their own right uh and the icebergs are moving in a circular pattern one of them sweeping across the front of the ship blocking your view for a moment but then as it clears at the very center of these three icebergs, you can see there is this ghostly bone-white branch sticking out of the water. And hanging off the edge of that branch is surely what you seek, the blackberry. <clears throat> I imagine, then I've been thinking about this the entire time you were talking, that the bow of the ship, Ina and Thalari, are in Titanic pose. <laughs> but Ina's where Jack normally would be. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they were navigating the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll have the cannon shoot off a little fire just for dramatic effect. <laughs> uh, what you think? Are we. Is that, is that what we came for? Can, that's it? I think that might be. I can already taste that double pay, boys. Let's go get it. I'm uh, almost whoa, whoa. done down here. How's it going up there? Well, come on up. Uh, all right. I mean, I wasn't done fixing, but if uh, something interesting's <laughs> going on up there, I had a whole, I had a whole backstory thing going on down here. But uh, if you want to hang <laughs> up, 
I was talking to Salt about my family that died when I was a kid. I'll come. Yeah, I'll come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah bring tragic. Salt with you. We got, we got, we got Blackberry ahead, along with Icebergs dead ahead. I prefer Android. All right, what? Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, coming back up from below deck, Salt just behind you. I can't believe you're so three dimensional. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, they when uh, when the book of life was being written, they spent a lot of time on my backstory. Clearly, broke the mold. Uh huh. Uh, some might call me a far traveler. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn. Um, yeah. Coming up onto the deck, uh, you see the same thing. Now moving forward, the scale of these icebergs, even though you are now moving clear, uh sailing in between them they are just so big it's like you're barely making any headway towards this branch which as you're getting closer and closer is the scale of it is starting to come into perspective it is huge uh the blackberry itself total looks like uh about the size of halak whoa huh it's a delicious looking berry well it's a, it's a big ass berry yeah we made Imagine a, what you could cook up with that. Yeah, if we made a Ooh, stew with that, uh, would we all know? Stew a jam. We all know what we want. Toast in the morning. Come if on. If I can get that there, blackberry, I mean, I can make a nice pot of jam. I can make some preserve. I can make some delicious pies. And don't even get me started on some turnovers. I'm just saying. That's turnovers. Uh, yeah. What if, what if our biggest desire was like 10 times what we're making? So we ate it. And then it brought us to more money than what we'll make on the job. But I mean, is that why we're here, though? Are we gonna Are we gonna take that blackberry? Because I mean, look, the dreaded. I mean, was it dreaded, right? Uh, the yeah. dread major, yeah. The dread the, major. The dread dread major is not exactly a name that inspires, uh, you know, forgiveness. Betrayal. Yeah, or like somebody I'm inclined to betray just yet. Are you kidding me? That 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 he hasn't been on a ship. Ever. Do you see his coat? I mean, yeah, like he—he he didn't smell the sea or nothing. But uh, Dread Major, you think it's just like a name he made up? Yeah, like uh, a Morton or something. Mike, would I have like historically looked? At, would I have known of the Dread Major and known of any exploits? Uh, you I've can been make on a history for, like, check if you years. want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe not. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, four. A four. Uh, so I'll give you just what you kind of heard around town. Uh, the major is a people would have you believe that the major is a like much loved political figure around town. But in the three days that you spent there, it seemed to be more 75 percent of people absolutely hated him. Uh, but the 25 percent that loved him were quite rich and influential. Hmm. Um, like feared or hated, though? A bit of fear. I guess the four, I don't know. Yeah, but mostly just because they, uh, because the Dread Major has a lot of strings he can pull. Influence, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, what if our biggest desire is more in, see, I'm just trying to speculate. What if we get, what if we eat it? Uh Uh-huh. And we wish for more blackberries. More, yeah. <laughs> what if we want more? But what if the blackberry Genie wishes gives you what you want? So if you want more of the blackberry, it just gives you sadness because there are no more. But I don't. This want... is too deep. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't want to risk ultimate sadness. Let's just give the berry back to the guy. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we get the berry yes. in the bag, and then we make our way back to uh, the bay there, yes. or, or to dock, and figure out what to do. Delari, what do you? What would you do with the berry? I mean, like I, I just told you, I make all these delicious treats. I'm just saying, <laughs> but like I would, I would plant it. Oh, planted seeds. That's oh. a good idea. One of those uh, plant the trees that you won't you won't live to see. Mm. Well, I mean, blackberry Maybe. bushes are a thing, so I don't know. Also, when we're looking at this, what else outside of the icebergs and this is it singular like bone arm branch coming out of the water, or is there like land coming out of the water? But you can make a perception check. Actually, every everyone on deck can make a perception check. This is my passive. It's seventeen. <laughs> You can use was, your passive, so you, you won't be able to roll under your passive. I was going uh, okay. to use my passive, but then I got a 20. Okay. Yeah. I rolled 19, Ooh. so 23. Nice. 23, perceptive. Lord. This is the easiest thing to I, see in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled under my passive. 18. Yeah, 18? So I rolled above an 18. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think all of you looking at this, you can see that this, as you're starting to get closer, you feel a scrape on the bottom of the boat Mm -mm. and looking down into the water, you can see that there is actually a network of these branches just below the water, like this pale coral reef. Uh, But Halak with a 23, you also notice that as you're looking down in the water, you see the shadow of your ship and kind of do a double take on it because there's no light. From above, there's no light in that direction. And mm-hmm. as you look into the water, this shadow that you're seeing is not your ship, but another ship, a familiar oh. ship, the Forgotten Song. Yeah, so I'll yell that out. Uh. It's that vampire lady! <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, she's Where? here to help us. Is <laughs> <laughs> the charm so spell wore off yet? Probably. Yeah, uh, it's been like... Six hours. But she yeah. left a lingering effect on me is the thing. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not what you think. It's not a charm. So all of you looking in that direction where Halak points out, you can see, indeed, the Forgotten Song is cruising upside down, the bottom of it cruising along the water, just like you are above the water. Uh, you can see the ghouls and zombies working the deck over the edge, but looking down at it from below. That's creepy. That's awful. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I don't like that. Unnatural. I grip my holy symbol a little bit, and I I set Halak out of the baby urn. So uh, yeah. I've uh, got an idea. Uh, Halak, you're pretty good at uh, throwing things, there, eh? Yeah, you know me. Uh, I'm gonna give you this, and I'm gonna hand you my iron bands of binding. If it looks like shit's about to hit the fan, throw this thing at the blackberry. No one's gonna be able to open this thing without me. We'll have leverage on them. Yeah, I'll just give you a wink. What is that? Oh, later. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, I, under- I understand your plan. Oh, all uh, oh, right, yeah. Scoots. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now moving forward, uh, the Forgotten Song starts to pull ahead a little bit down below the water. Uh, Ina, standing at the front, looks over the edge and says, I can slow them down if you can get it. I'll get myself back on the ship. <clears throat> Grab the Blackberry. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah let's do yeah. it. All right. And she steps off the ship. Whoa. What? Into you, the you water. 
uh, and hits the underside of the Forgotten Song, and you see her start to walk up the side of it. Uh, what the fuck? Underwater. And with that, hmm. the Forgotten Song starts to turn and swivel upwards, writing itself on your side of the ocean, the water pouring off of the deck, these now starting to hear the muffled wails of these undead crew hoisting sails that you can't see as they bring themselves upwards. Shayla standing right up near the masthead, looking over at the group of you, smiling. And uh, she just says, thank you for the lead. I never would have thought to leave the light. That, that's a demon. <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> that woman ain't right. Vampire. <laughs> Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, so we are going to enter into a race. <gasps> All right. Um, so I will get you to roll initiative again. Ooh. <gasps> My total of plus zero. Oh. That's Ooh. a lot better. This is better. This is much better for me. Okay. 15. Same here. 16 for me. Oh, that's yeah. a nat one, boys. Oh, no. I mean, if it's going to be a nat one for anything, it's better this than a combat. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I'm, uh, a, I'm observant. I'll, uh... Oh, a couple 16s. Nice. Yeah, I got a 16 as well. You go ahead of me. I've got a minus two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Thalari, what was yours? Uh, 15. 15? Okay. Yeah. So, the two ships uh, streaming through the water forwards now. Uh, Shayla steps up and looks over at your boat, and she says, Well, shame, all of this. Uh, I don't even know if I'll have time to convert you over to my crew. You would have been quite powerful. And she holds up her hand as a bunch of zombies take aim, and you can see they are actually compacting little skeletons into cannonballs and putting them into cannons. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> really good. <laughs> I just uh, yell back. I mean, if you're taking applications, <laughs> <laughs> scooter not again. No, this is Lucas, scooter, scooter. She's no. just so cool. <laughs> and uh, as she raises her hand to give the order to fire, uh, Ina walks up the other side of the deck and holds out her hand, and Shayla freezes in place, uh, paralyzed Ooh. as the crew turns to attack. Ina, they lose oh. their first turn. Told you she was cool. <laughs> how how far is the ship from us? Uh, so this this was basically pretending to be your shadow. So it's only about a thirty yeah. foot gap between the two a ships. Thirty right foot now. gap. Okay. Yeah. Granny, it's your turn. Oh shit! Thirty foot gap. How good is your throw, Granny? I'm not very strong. Because <laughs> if you could throw my cannon, because it's a it's a tiny, technically a tiny object. If you could throw my cannon onto that ship, I can just let it go wild on there. Well, I'll see. Because what I want to do is turn undead. Ooh, never mind. That's better. <laughs> okay, but I think I'm too far because turn undead is thirty feet. Yeah, they're right on the cusp of that, right? <clears throat> They'd be yeah. right. If on we the get cusp. some skeletons thrown onto our boat by their, might cans, be worth it yeah. then. Yeah. I might want to be on their ship to do it, to be honest. Mm. Um, I mean, you could also, uh, if you like, at, if you tell Salt to switch his focus, he could steer you closer as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I would say for Salt to, I'd, I'd, I'd basically tell him, um, 
just saddle up next to him so I can get on. And then I'll turn and cast. Uh, let's see. I'll I'll cast another guiding bolt this time at third level. Ooh. And try to hit Shea with it. Okay. Oh, better yet. Ah. Yeah, let's go with that. I guess. Okay. Go for it. Nineteen. Uh, nineteen's a hit. Nice. And that's at third level, so that's sixty-six. Yeah, you already used your good, good, all those good rolls on the really high <laughs> AC target. <laughs> that's these are not great dice rolls, goddamn. Uh, so that's literally twelve plus, uh, not even plus anything. Yeah, it's just twelve radiant damage. Okay, but, but the as, next attack has advantage. And is is that another holy carrot? Oh yeah, it's the same idea. I actually this time around because I'm casting it higher, I pull out a rutabaga and it's got like a nice arc to it and instead of like whipping it from sideways outwards i almost i toss it in my hand a little bit and like very much um oh damn what was his name i can see his face calgary stampier's quarterback i can't help you with that the wrong audience (laughs) yeah great thought so okay um like i don't know like your favorite cfo quarterback (laughs) and he Hugs it, <laughs> Daniel full Parts spiral, push. and hits her square in the chest. Yeah, and the radiant energy of that, uh, you pulling most of your uh, holy light from cooking, uh, is enough to actually, it deals double. Uh, Ooh. She has uh, vulnerability to radiant damage. Ooh. So that is 24 oh, Did points. I have advantage because she's being... Paralyzed? Yes, actually, you did. Yeah, she is paralyzed right now. Get that crit. No. Oh. <laughs> if only. All right. Well, yeah, same thing then. That's, okay. So that's 24 damage instead? 24, yeah. Beautiful. And she is lit up. Uh, Hello, lit fam. She is lit fam. She very <laughs> slowly, in a paralyzed way, dabs. Uh, <laughs> and I make my way. Turn. As um, much as I can, like, to the edge of the ship so I can yeah. board. Okay. I think I'm just going to swing back over to their ship. I think that's just, yeah. like, my wheelhouse. Yeah. I think that's where I want to be. Do I have time to, attack, like, swing over and attack her or just swing over? Uh, you could, uh, I think because you get your, like, bonus action dash. If you use your bonus action to dash, then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you an attack with your action. Okay, my acrobatics check to swing over was awful. Okay. So, <laughs> It's but I have plus nine, so it's eleven total. Eleven, okay, <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't get you on deck, uh, but you swing, and uh, as the ship because the ship is moving closer, mm-hmm. you actually overshoot it, and then swinging on the way back, you end up going through one of the windows into the galley, uh, where <laughs> you see three zombies inside, one of them wearing a chef's hat, like slowly stirring a big pot of like intestines and brains. Uh, no. turn and look at you. <laughs> mm. But you do still get an attack. Alright, I'll swing at one of those guys, for sure. Okay. Uh, 17. 17, yeah, that is definitely a hit. Do I get um, sneak attack damage on this? Uh, yeah, so I would say you like you come through the the window, roll across a table, and just come sitting right next to one zombie who is about to eat. Uh, so you would get your sneak attack I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like... Damage. Uh, as I Sorry. do, 
27 damage. Oh! Wow. Oh! Uh, you, you can describe how that zombie is uh, destroyed. So I, I, come, I swing in, I roll across the table, and as I'm rolling, I dash out my sword and chop his head off with the sorry as, as, it, as it tumbles to the ground, and I look at the other two zombies. Yeah. And let's do this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, one of them pulls out a cutlass, uh, and the other one just picks up the big pot of soup and starts, they start oh, shambling <laughs> towards you. <sighs> this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Thalari. Uh, with one hand, Thalari is going to once again pull out the uh, star disc with the symbol, with the constellation of the archer, and take on starry form again. And I, I'm going to shoot. Uh, I forget her name, but the vampire. Shayla Crest. Shayla. I I have advantage on that, right? Yes. Because of uh, Guiding Bolt. Oh, and Guiding Bolt. Okay. Okay. That's good. 24. That is a hit. To hit. And 12. When you're paralyzed, if you hit, is it a crit? Uh, I think it's, melee it's only, attacks are a crit. Melee, you're right. It, yeah. Sorry. It's when it, it's if the attacker is within five feet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So tw- twelve points of radiant damage. Of radiant. Okay. So that would be another twenty-four. Uh, the damage is doubled. Okay. Does it look like Ina can take a hit? Uh, I mean, so these creatures are all rushing towards Ina now, uh, and it seems like there is some kind of field around her stopping. Like, every time a sword comes in to try to hit her, it is stopped and kind of turned away. Like, everything loses motivation to hit her. It, she is, uh, she gives you the, the giblies of some over 9,000 stuff. Okay, we well, in that case, uh, <laughs> she's going super cyan. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out my nuclear option and drop an ice storm on the ship. Ooh. Oh, cool. Uh, so, 20-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder... Uh, everyone on the deck of the ship needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And... Good thing Halleck wasn't on the, the deck then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you had ended up on the deck, I would have just thrown a call lightning in. Paralyzed is incapacitated, so automatically fails. So then just the crew. Uh, also, mm-hmm. well, they would, uh, no, because they're zombies and ghosts, so they get a 10. Yeah, DC is 16. 16, yeah. So then they fail uh, Ina. So Ina fails the same. But then as things, like as she sort of looks up and sees what is happening, she makes eye contact with you and gives you like an it's okay nod. Okay. And uses Uh, a legendary resistance to pass. Ooh. A what? Okay. So it's... uh, 11 points of bludgeoning damage and 19 points of cold damage. Ooh. So, total of 30 points of damage and uh, all of the uh, all the terrain in the area of effect is difficult terrain until the end of my next turn. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that... Larry, that was cold, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't there for that. Uh... So then with that, it is Scooter. Uh, so this entire time, I've been like rummaging through my bag. That's why I didn't, I didn't go earlier. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's why. <laughs> listen, I, uh, and I'm going to pull out a device that like in my hand is like shaking and kind of like 
changing sizes by itself in my it looks extremely fucking unstable i'm gonna say all right i don't know what the fuck this is gonna do when when i do what i'm about to do but uh best of luck to you and i'm gonna throw this device at the ship and when it hits the ship it's going to cast reduce on their ship oh what oh. making it one size smaller than what like one size scale smaller than whatever it is right now now, as oh. part of the spell, it says anything that the uh, object is wearing shrinks. So it's up to you as a DM. Is everybody on the ship considered worn by this ship? Or do they retain the same size? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to retain the same size. Oh, no, that's the... <laughs> that would be my thought, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Halak, the galley gets quite cramped. Uh, quite quickly uh, as the walls everything on the ship just crunches together uh, all these bones shrinking down the pieces of the cathedral all of it becomes smaller uh, a bunch of these zombies fall off <laughs> the sides and just start splashing into the water off of the deck slipping on the ice of the like now the entire deck is encapsulated in this ice storm uh, Ina as well, like where she was standing on the edge when it contracts, she gets pulled in to the remaining. So they're all kind of clustered together within like 15 feet of each other now. I say, ah, oh, fuck, I wanted the one that makes it bigger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, does that also technically make it slower? I think it would. Yeah. Yes. That was my goal. Uh, and then I'm going to start making the actions to grab my... Um, uh, my cannon, and I'm going to try to throw it onto the ship my, my next turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then at the top <laughs> of the round, uh, as Ina gets pulled in, her concentration kind of wanes, and uh, Shayla breaks free of this paralysis, uh, spinning around and just saying, what are you? Uh, kill them! And a the front of the boat the masthead of it which looks like kind of this uh cleric who was bandaged but one bandage has fallen down over the eye they just have this look of terror out of their mouth comes this fog which starts to envelop your ship and their ship as you pull closer together both of you are enveloped in this fog uh everybody can make a constitution save oh no uh, even on everyone on the ship, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Five. Five? <coughs> uh, Seven. So it is a DC 14. No, oh, I failed. failed. Okay. That's a nat 20, baby. Ooh! <laughs> oh, scoot, scoot. Uh, so that takes... Uh, so you would take no damage. Yeah. Uh, everyone else takes nine poison oh. damage. Oh, shit. As... You feel just this drown. It feels like drowning. This uh, this feeling that overtakes you. Just this thick gas, like water, flowing in as you start to breathe. Did anyone um, fail by less than four? I failed by two. Okay, I'm gonna as a reaction. I'm gonna yell out to Halleck, Slap the thing on your chest. Uh, I installed a little thing in your in your armor. So slap it. Slap. All right. Slap it now. Uh, Slap the chest. 
it gives you an intense shock and adds plus four to your ability check or your saving nice. throw. Oh, cool. <laughs> so no damage or so it's no it's no damage on a, on a pass. Yeah, that saves my life. Like- Yay! <laughs> Uh, Wait, and how much damage was it? It was nine. Nine. Right? nine, nine I still have six from last time, so right. like I was in a bad it position. Goes down fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so any spells uh, until the until it's the ship's turn again? Any spells with a verbal component? You have to make the save again. Oh wow, that's while cool. this is up. Yeah, nice. I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm not casting spells. <laughs> Uh, that is that the ship pulls closer, so the two decks basically bouncing off of each other now as Salt turns the wheel to bring you in. And uh, Shayla is going to... Uh, she turns into mist and kind of reforms on the deck of the ship uh, and is going to make an attack on Granny. Ooh. Okay, I am going oh, to foresee. Al- oh, oh. <laughs> well, she does get two attacks. So if you want to foresee the second, I will. <laughs> I force. I foresee woe for this attack for her. So she takes a minus six penalty to it. Ooh. Minus six. Okay. Whoa. So the first one yeah. is a critical fail. The second one is a uh, seventeen minus six is an eleven. Thank nice. you, <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, as- I have. Saved extra bacon for you. <laughs> <laughs> Double rations yeah. for a week. Reaching yeah. out, trying to grab you with these long claws. Uh, that attack misses, and then with a... I, I feel like the stars above you light up, uh, revealing that she is about to swing in to bite you, which you're able to step away from. And Granny, it's your turn. Granny going to channel divinity. Uh, if, if I've got Shayla on one side, and I'm, we're bumped against their ship now, yeah, and their ship is like Tiny. half the size it was. We were taking a size smaller. Yeah, I'm going to cast challenge my challenge divinity, um, turn undead, which if an undead fails the saving throw against the turn undead, and it is a CR half or lower, is instantly destroyed. Nice. Okay. So oh. the save is fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so there are five. I have to make sure that's right. One. Yeah, save is 15. Okay, one passes, one fails, two fail. Uh, that is another fail, three fail, four fail, <laughs> five. And she is undead as well. Uh, and sh- wow. What, what's the save? Wisdom? 15, wisdom. Uh, she gets a 10. Wow. Ooh. Now, wow. she is above CR half, but all the zombies except for one on deck are immediately destroyed. Do they have to be able to see you, or is it any... Uh, let me make sure. Fifth on the undead fails save throw. Oh, let me make sure what turn undead says. Turn undead as an action, holy symbol, prayer, censoring the undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 um. feet. Um, if a creature fails to save, it is turned for one minute. Until it takes damage. A turn creature must spend its turn trying to move away as far as it can from you, and it can't willing to move to a space within 30 feet. So they really have to just like abandon ship. Okay. They also can't take reactions, and for its action can only dash to try to escape from me. Okay. Uh so the two in the hold can hear you, so they will make And it's a the pretty small well. ship now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the best thing. The ship is probably like 
30 feet radius now to complete. <laughs> so the one with the uh, uh, the one with the scimitar passes, but the chef holding the big soup pot is just turned to dust. The soup nice. pot hits the ground and just splashes <laughs> nasty soup all over the all over the place. There are two zombies left on the boat, and you see this like Shayla's eyes, this veil kind of blows back off of her face as this look of terror as she starts to scramble away. Yeah, and you and you hear from atop the ship this like radiance, and you hear uh I say thee nay, and this like <laughs> this floating spiral of oregano that fires or you know what? Garlic mist that launches everyone away. <laughs> garlic it, mist and salt. It's not just a dinner bell that salt. you're ringing, just ding ding ding. No, no, it's like it's it's like one hundred percent reaches into that little the spice pouch and like Full like throws out in front of it, full spirals around him, <laughs> and just whips this garlic mist around. <laughs> and you you have a pretty high passive perception, right? Seventeen. Seventeen. You also see that Ina for a moment looks like she tries to run away. Ooh. I look at and Thalari, regains like, her calm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Thalari with some like serious like bro. Like. <laughs> Uh, then Halak, uh, the scimitar zombie is going to make an attack on you. That is a 12. Nope. I dodge it. Okay. So you manage to get out of the way as just like, oh, and clunks into the deck. Um, probably like cutting the head of its friend in half that you (laughs) severed earlier. Um, and it's your turn. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, all right, it's just me and you handsome and try to smack him with my rapier. Uh, 13. Uh, 13 is a hit. Oh, okay. He's dead. Zombies have an AC of 9. <laughs> yeah. All right. All the dice. Uh, and 19 damage. That is enough. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. How do you do it? Dust him. So again, I'm going for the neck. I'm straight to capitate this guy. Yeah. Uh, can I dash out of this room now? Yes. Yeah. There's okay. nothing left in the room. Cool. I, I dash out and I start looking around to see if, like, I'm just going to start looking for it if there's anything like I can sabotage to, like, make the ship work less. Yeah. Okay. So I think you do. You come around the corner and you see that the bones that connect the outside of the ship actually form a rib cage around, like, this ethereal beating heart in the center of the ship. Nice. That's so cool. <laughs> Dude. Oh, I can't oh, wait to jump man. into that with a sword and just cool. <laughs> you need next to turn. settle down, <laughs> you wild man. Uh, Do I turn a dead effect the ship then, or is it not? Or is it not a dead? Uh, no. So the ship it, it doesn't affect the ship. Um, the the ship doesn't actually have like mental stats, so sure, it just okay. passes those automatically. Holy shit! <laughs> holy ship! <laughs> it's explicitly not a holy ship. Oh, I'll say yeah, unholy, unholy ship, ship. more accurately. <laughs> Uh, Thalari, your go. Uh, okay, there is one zombie left on the deck of the ship. That's correct? right. Yeah. Great. The Constellation of the Archer is going to shoot it. Uh, 13. That's a hit. Okay. And 12 points of radiant damage. 12 points. Uh, I think that is their exact health. Oh, and it's radiant. Yes, so definitely. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So work. what does that look like? Uh, motes of starlight uh, coalesce behind Thalari and shoot out and just explode the zombie. Yeah. Nice. 
pieces just fly off the edges of this tiny ship, splashing into the water around you. Gross. Uh, and then with my action, I'm going to activate, Galari's going to activate his uh, boots of levitation and levitate 20 feet up in the air. Oh, okay. Starting to gotcha. lift above the deck as those pieces come clattering into the water around the ship. Then, as you are now, the two ships coming quite close to where the Blackberry is, uh, you start to see the water swirl around the outside of it as more of these branches, these white bone branches, starting to lift up out of the water. And you see that they're all connected to one massive trunk, but it's not of a tree. Oh, it's an like an island. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a trap. Brown and shaggy, and just begins to dwarf your <laughs> ship as Is this it? whirlpool starts churning around this big empty space that's being left behind as this behemoth starts to rise up out of the water. It's All have heard the tales, but none <laughs> thought them true. This is no island. It is a creature older than all things. Long muzzle chewing a forest of (laughs) kelp. Wise eyes blinking away the salt water that pound the seas as it falls from its fur. Its impossibly long legs holding its body above the maelstrom beneath it. It is primordial, eternal, indifferent. It is... The Gigamoose. <laughs> the Gigamoose. Applause. That's oh amazing. My God. That's so good. That's fucking beautiful. Should've, so this is saved the one eternal reduce. guardian of the Blackberry. It does not seem uh, to be very interested in you. It seems to have just come up for air as it's been grazing at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, but the as your ships move towards it, now the Blackberry is no longer within reach. It is dangling just above its head off of one of its massive antlers. And uh, Scooter, it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Could I roll to see if I had time to like repurpose one of those gauntlets? Oh, yeah, because you had like an hour of sailing. So I, I would say you could have done that. All right. I'm going to take my uh, finger full of spells and crack that thing off and put on the, the gauntlet of theirs. And I'm going to try to grappling hook my way up to the tree. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just make oh uh, just make like a spell attack. All right. <laughs> this is when I get a nat one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's not bad. That's a 22. Wow, 22. Nice. Okay. So you are actually able to shoot that hand up. It grabs one of the lower branches of the antlers. You'll still have to climb the antlers themselves to get to the blackberry, but this gets you about 100 feet above the water yeah. onto this lowest antler. Uh, and I'm, I just look down at Halak. I'm like, oh, thank God I'm not afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Halak has no idea this is happening. He's still in the bowels of that ship, right? Yeah, I was going to say, you mm-hmm. can't even see him. Uh, and it's uh, a bonus action. Wait, and I mm, just as a safety, can I say that I grabbed my my cannon and I'm like holding it in one arm as I'm hook shotting my way? It's tiny, up? right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I will do that. I don't like <laughs> pull my way up to the antler. Okay. Uh, then at the top of the round, there is nothing left to man the cannons. Uh, so. 
the uh, the the skeletons inside are kind of peeking out and looking to see where anything is to shoot them. Uh, but the cannons do not activate. Uh, Shayla herself has to spend her entire turn running away uh, and actually runs across the ship and down the side using the wall like the floor uh, as she disappears over the other side of the ship. Uh, then, Granny, it is your turn. Um, Granny looks up with his moose and says, Bullshit. <laughs> that, that, that ain't right. As he watches scooter zip up <laughs> into the sky <laughs> looking at the ship uh do are there any more undead around us at this point uh no they have all been decimated uh um, it is just the ship itself keeping its course it is still moving it seems to be under the influence of shayla okay so then i'm going to let's see do i need to touch uh no 30 feet so I think as Scooter is zipping by me, I'd like to just, I will cast Bless on them as they zip by me. Wee. Um, <laughs> so Bless gives you a second level spell slot in this case. So now you can add, where is it? Uh, is it a D6? Oh, I can target two creatures at second level. Never mind. So I would do it at first level. Okay. And you get to add a D4 nice. to any... Attack roll, saving throw. Um, yeah, attack roll and saving throw. Uh, not ability check, though. I thought it was ability checks, too, but it's not. Man, this is going to be great, because if I fail a roll, I'll get the plus four from yours, and then I can still use the flash of genius to give myself plus four. <laughs> yeah, so that was my action. Um, as a bonus action, uh, oh, I guess I can't see you. I'm going to jump. Seeing Halak, knowing that he went into the ship, I'm going to jump onto the ship. Shit. <laughs> oh, God damn, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to jump onto the ship and see if I can find him. Okay. Um, or better yet, I'm going to jump on and start calling his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's better. Uh, so, Halak, you do hear that, and you also, when you jump onto the ship, Granny, you also see that Ina shies away from you. And now when you look, you can see that there is, like, a hollowness to her cheeks oh, no. under the hood, uh, and her yeah. eyes are kind of a milky white as you are stepping forward, and she says, what are you, stop wasting time, go get it. Look, can we just sit for a second and talk? Because I don't, I feel like <laughs> you've been taking this for a ride, you know? Go! go! And when she says that <laughs> now, like this threatening sort of aura, like almost like these, uh, her hands seem to grow almost claw-like, and she almost oh. lunges forward but manages to stop herself, hmm. uh, seeming to come a oh. bit unhinged with this holy energy radiating from you. Interesting. So can I recognize what she might be based on that? Uh, she seems to be on her way to being this sort of powerful undead. Okay. She's a lich. She's trying to be a lich. She's trying. She's a, she a baby lich. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Granny's just like got her, got his, uh, his, I keep wanting to call him her, and I realized that I should have just went that route to begin with. <laughs> but Granny keeps grabbing, he grabs out his um, cast iron pan and just kind of has it like out in front of him with his pot lid, his shield, ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't be a fool. 
Hmm. Just get I'm, it. I'm a cook, woman. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, then it would be uh, Halak. You hear these the, the yelling from above. You're looking at this big pulsing heart in the center of the ship. Yeah, so I'll just yell up to Granny. Granny, I'm down here. And then I'll like look at this heart and I'll just like charge, jump in the air and bring my sword down okay. into this heart. Do you want an attack roll? Yeah, roll, roll uh, an attack. Very low. Oh, Oh no! It's a five and sorry, an eight in total. Oh no! Eight in total. Yeah. Uh, not able to pierce it. Uh, just like digging in. Uh, the the sort of ethereal nature of it seems to bend almost around your sword. Fun. Good times. Eight. <laughs> yeah, I rolled uh, a two. Oh, oh that makes more sense. I thought you said you rolled a five, and it's eight. I was like, no, no, no I was thinking plus two plus three, but it's two plus six still. I gotcha. It's awful. Uh, you are so down down with this heart. I will say that once you, when you drive your sword into it, you feel like the whole ship has to almost dive to throw you off balance to keep you from, it is reacting, trying to keep itself alive. Uh, Granny and Ina up top, both of you can make deck saves. This just got real dark. <laughs> oh, Granny little secret. There's a minus two to dick. <laughs> so a dexterity oh. save. That's a three. Ooh. That's a three. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Uh, and Ina also got a three. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we just go uh, together. <laughs> yeah. So five total. And uh, the two of you, as the boat lunges downwards, both of you, because of its tiny, <laughs> new tiny frame and the very slippery deck, the two of you go peeling off into the water, splashing oh. off of the oh, ship dear. as both of the ships still moving forward start to move past you. But slipping down. I'm getting too old for <laughs> that. <laughs> Splash. Uh, and then, Thalari, it's your turn. I don't really think I'm going to be able to help you guys uh, in the water. I don't have a spell for that. Uh, I, will, I will throw a third level Guiding Bolt at Sheila. Okay, yeah, I from levitating above, here. you can see her hiding on the side of the ship. All right, third level guiding bolt. Dang it, 14. Uh, 14 is not a hit. <sighs> oh, she's tough. Streaming past into the water. Okay, well, uh, Archer Constellation is going to take a shot at her. Okay. Uh, 27. That is wow. a hit. <laughs> Uh, eight points of radiant damage. Okay, and that goes up to sixteen with her res- uh vulnerability. I can't. I'm I'm not gonna rise anymore. I'm gonna keep hovering where I am. Okay. So the ship's getting close to the legs now, getting whipped into this whirlpool that is surrounding the Giga Moose. Uh, <laughs> Scooter, you are attached so to one of the lower antlers, and it is your turn. Uh. I'm gonna Okay. Uh my cannon apparently can like climb, so I'm going to uh latch the cannon onto uh the tree and at, and tell it to start climbing. Um uh, I think it could okay. I think it could only move fifteen feet. Okay. <laughs> Starts just clicking its way up. Um and I guess <clears throat> Hmm. Maybe I'll start climbing as well. How high up? Like how far away from the 
blackberry am i uh so you're about 100 feet away from it now jeez it's a big moose yeah it is very large god I mean, it's, it's a gigaboo. <laughs> well, it's not much bigger than a real moose, to be honest. Have you ever been <laughs> yeah. close to a real moose? Those things are massive. <laughs> yeah. They're huge. Um, I don't want to, like, unattach the hand and then take another shot, because if I miss, I imagine I'm falling pretty far. Uh, so I'm just going to start to climb with my negative two strength, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, but with these, uh, I will do a... You can do a... Sh- yeah, do, do, do a strength check. All right. That's the exact same as my athletics, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Come on, Canada. Maybe if I start singing the national anthem, I'll get a nat 20. <laughs> you, do, you do have bless. Oh, the power Canada. of bless. Yeah. Oh, boy. Plus four. Plus yeah, two four. that's cool. That, so that's that. Oh. when you add plus four to a nat one, what do you get? Oh. Like time, it's <laughs> like times and by zero. <laughs> okay. No, not like that. Uh, so... <laughs> You do, as you start to climb, you do oh, fall. No! <laughs> but you very purposely didn't detach the hand, so I'll say that you are going to swing. Mm. So you're now swinging from the, uh, from the moose's antler. Halleck, check it out! <laughs> I'm swinging! <laughs> Magic rope. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get one of these. Uh, that's... Granny's lying on the ice thinking, why was there no rope for me? <laughs> uh, and that's that's going to be my turn. I'm, I now have to rely on this cannon getting up there before I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, you hear Salt at the wheel just screaming like, it's bringing us in! As you start to get swirled into this absence of water below the moose. Uh, oh you also see uh, from above Thalari, you can see that Shayla actually turns into a bat and just starts to fly across to the moose, um, flying up sort of close to where Scooter is now. Um, oh, no. And then, so the bat moves. <laughs> yes, uh, 80 feet. It's a race between a bat and a little cannon. yeah the cannon just still steadily climbing up uh and granny it is your turn you're faced off with ina are they in the water you're in the water yeah Yeah. um god damn i'm I'm gonna i don't even know what to do anymore you do have you still have your inventory slot oh that's true i do um no, nah, that seems like it's that seems like it's not fair now. Because I, I was gonna say, what if I just had like bottles of holy water <laughs> in that feels kind of kind of cheap. Bottles of like holy canola oil would make sense. Yeah, yeah, I've got that holy olive yeah. oil, you know, like the most virgin <laughs> olive oil you can ever imagine. <laughs> so I will, I will, I will climb up to the top of the ship if I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, uh, so you you're gonna. I think what'll happen is you can make a strength or athletics to try to grab onto the ship as it is sort of pulling away from you. Right. Yeah. I don't want to fight her in the water. I think it's a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, strength or athletics? Yeah. Well, uh, that's a ten. Ten. So I, ten. I, you won't get out of the water, but you're you can hold holding. on to the ship, and it is just dragging you through the water now. Okay, I think all of my various equipment is too heavy. I'm just holding it, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's it. That's all I can do. Okay. I can't move. And uh, you also, as you're holding on, your grip then slides back a bit as you feel a hand wrap around your ankle. Uh, Ina is holding on to your ankle as the two of you are being dragged behind the ship. Oh, God. Uh, and Halak. I think I'm going to... I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Do I, do I have the sense that I, that I can hurt this heart? I think... I, I think you do think, like, it, it definitely reacted to being stabbed, like it did not want to be stabbed. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try stabbing it again. I don't know okay. if this is a good idea. I might, maybe I should be going after Stella, but I'm gonna try to stab this heart again, as he seems cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, a 20 that time. That's definitely a hit. Dirty, dirty 20, dirty 20. Do I get sneak attack against the heart? You do. <laughs> you are one-on-one -on -one with the heart. <laughs> Just flourishing and spinning the blade. So the heart just. Yeah, it's literally just like, and. <laughs> so 20 damage. Okay. Oh, wow. So with that, like driving it in this time, the again, the ship tries to throw itself to throw you off balance. Mm -hmm. uh, but this time, expecting it to react, you're able to throw that into your. Uh, and, and so, like, what do you do to it? I feel like. I, this this time I like instead of jumping to to drive my sword into it, I just kind of straddle it a little bit because I know it's smaller than it should be, and then I I'm able just to drive straight down even when it tries to avoid, like it's I've just been prepared for it. Cool. So like so the reverse I, of Arthur with the the sword of the stone. It's the reverse right. of that. <laughs> just putting it back in your cap comes off. In, yeah, uh, sword in the heart. <laughs> So as you do that, your sword actually explodes back out of the heart as this tear starts to work its way down through it and spirits of sailors start to pour out of it. Uh, and they are swirling out of the ship now, like creating this tornado as you see the walls, which had this incandescent glow, start to pale and fade. And the ship starts to slow as whatever undead power was powering it is just like flowing out you can see these sailors these like tormented souls giving you these looks of thanks as you free them from this arcane engine we can just go home now that was cool like, we're done right <laughs> jeez that's awesome that was pretty dope whereas i swung around when the heart tried to dodge again uh you would have been swung around but i think this time because it actually worked uh it. it wouldn't it wouldn't throw you off yeah. um so the two you do feel yourself slowing in the water and your ship the uh rouge Bear, starts to pull ahead a little bit into this maelstrom uh i think the threat here is that now that the ship doesn't have any power it's just going to get sucked into this maelstrom if you don't get out of it yep <laughs> yep i'll just grab one of my magical ropes and swing across fine. <laughs> That's right, it. right right save me with your ropes uh thalari okay I'm going to, the Archer Constellation is going to shoot at uh, Sheila. Okay. Yeah. 24 to hit. 24 is a yeah. hit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 13 radiant damage. I'm rolling well. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't think that bat has very much health. Yeah. Whoop that bat's ass. <laughs> so the bat is 80 feet up in the air. You just pull off this uh, the Archer Constellation, just and then paf, and the bat turns back into Shayla, and she just falls into the water. <laughs> Amazing. Plummets. 
Uh, so she's going to take some fall damage too because she was 80 feet up. 13. That was 13 total? Uh, yeah, 13 radiant. 13 radiant. So 26. Uh, and she hits the water and is just swallowed immediately by this maelstrom. You can see her starting to spin around the outside. Uh, as she's just like clawing to try to get herself back above water. Oh, no. it feels real bad hanging over this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, crap! We're under the Giga Moose. Yeah, yeah, we're coming under that. This isn't good. This is gonna uh, suck. Giga suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm worried when the Giga Moose is gonna Giga sit back down on us. Mm-hmm. So. Um... <laughs> Just use your druidic powers to summon the Giga Orca to eat the Giga Moose. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the or only natural predator. They do that, don't yeah. they? That was that's amazing. That's dark. Killer whales just uh, give nature. no fucks. Not a single one. <laughs> They're the honey badgers of the sea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that your... I had control? I had control water, but I used that spell slot for ice storm. Oh, don't worry, I still have it. <laughs> I was saving it for like. Something like this. I was interested in like tip the ships over, but now that we're in a situation where it's like, or I can stop the maelstrom, mm. maybe that's a better yeah. use of it. Uh, okay. Can I still wait? Did I, do I still see Sheila? Uh, if you I can do, see gonna... her starting to get sucked into the water. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna smack her. I'm gonna hit her with a with a guiding bolt because screw nice. her. Okay. Unnatural a bump, natural one. No, uh, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, firing into the it, 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 just the smallest amount, but it feels like the maelstrom goes a little bit faster, just pushed ahead by a little guiding bolt. <laughs> and Talari's gonna levitate back down to the deck of the ship. Okay. Uh, so with that, we are back to Scooter. <sighs> I'm just gonna yell, get up there, you tiny little bastard. When you get to the top, burn the branch that the blackberry is hanging on. Uh I am going to Can I see um uh da, da, da. what's her face? Ela? Ina? Can I see Ina from where I'm hanging? Uh what's your passive perception? Nineteen. Yes, you can. You can see Granny and Aina uh, on the edge of the boat, both holding on as the ship starts to drift into the maelstrom. Uh, can I? This is going to be a stretch. How high up are you? I'm on the Gugamoose. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty high. Uh, up, yeah. I yeah. imagine the DC for this is going to be incredibly di- difficult, but I, can I try to insight check her to see if she's trying to make it to the Blackberry before the rest of us? Yes. All right. I like that. <laughs> I like the tentative. As as you're doing this check, you can hear Granny yelling, she's trying to get to the Blackberry before her. <laughs> so I got a, I got a, um, that's a 21, but I'm also going to uh, smack my hat, which sends a pulse of electricity through my brain uh, and give myself another four. So that's a 25. Okay. So... Uh, you look down, you can see stuff. Granny's mouth moving like, she's <laughs> after the Blackberry. But when you look at Ina, I think like smacking that helmet for a second, it's like your minds connect as you look into those pale eyes that are looking up. 
and I, I feel like you just go Sherlock. <laughs> a bunch of things start clicking into place around, and you realize that she's very powerful and has kind of appeared and disappeared a few times before. There is some reason she can't get this herself. She needs you to get it. Mm, all right. Then we're going <laughs> to, with this newfound information and confidence, I'm going to once again try to use my just measly strength to climb myself up this this tree. Okay. While my cannon moves another 15 feet, just effortlessly mocking me. <laughs> Fuck my uh so i do have bless i forgot i didn't even use it for the last one. Ooh, okay so that's an eight that's good eight <laughs> so i i think you're very slowly like we'll, we'll just say like five feet pulling yourself back up this chain to get back to where you were um, oh, i've been eating too much of granny's food <laughs> oh, God. everybody on my ship yeah. eats well uh so then that's at, it oh that's sorry it. that's it okay uh, at the top of the round, uh, the uh, Shayla disappears into the maelstrom, spinning below the water. The ship, now having lost power, is also starting to sway away from the Rouge Vert into the maelstrom. Uh, you can feel the spray of the water now coming over the edge. It's just this massive... The water is just breaking on one of these massive legs that's sticking up. Uh you have a feeling that next turn, if you are still here, this ship is going under. Uh, and Granny, it is your turn. Jesus Christ. Okay, so Granny is going to cast Control Water and attempt to redirect the Whirlpool to like this, this Maelstrom and try to reverse the flow so that this ship stops. Okay. Uh, that's That's it. I don't know how I do this. I feel like it's a just a DC. I think with control water, uh, it's just the things in it have to resist it. But where you're oh, yeah, calming the water, uh, I I think yeah. the the ship itself and the Rouge Vert, both of them, uh, all of this power, you feel this connection with the ocean as you're in it. Even with all of this power, they are still slowly pushing forward just because of the depth of this maelstrom, but. Both ships are semi under control now. Okay. So Salt, uh, uh, you see, like suddenly gets control over the wheel and starts to turn the Rouge Vert out of the maelstrom now that the sea has calmed. Okay. And then I'm going to turn to Ina and say, what, what do you want? She says, all you have to do is get me that Blackberry and it'll point us both right there. Super helpful. <laughs> Try to kick off the ship and dive into the water to make my way to um, the Rouge Fair. Okay. Um, so just make uh, another... You're going to make like a strength or athletics against... Or you can do athletics or acrobatics against Eno, who's going to try to keep holding on to you. These are both bad. They're <laughs> both bad. Uh, strength is a 13. And she got a 12. Oof, nice. So you kick free of her grasp. She goes spiraling off into the water as you start swimming for the Rouge Vert, which is pulling out of the Maelstrom, uh, kind of cutting to your path. So you're able to grab onto the side of it instead. Yeah, and then if I can just grab on, if I can make my way up in that turn, great. If not, then I'll just hang on. I, I would say you're holding on well enough that on your next turn you can use your movement to get up. Got it. Um, Halak. Yeah, so I feel like Halak has no idea what's going on with <laughs> 
Ina or anything else. <laughs> uh, I think he's just going to run up the deck and like he knows that there's no power on the ship. He kind of sees that he's in trouble. I, I think he's going to try to grab like a grappling hook and rope from <laughs> the ship and try to hook onto the, the Rouge Bear. Yeah. So okay. that's, that's my plan. So, so make we'll a ranged roll. attack. Not good. But it's like an eight. An eight? Yeah. Uh, so I think it is, uh, you throw it over and it kind of just bounces across the deck. It doesn't yeah. really catch on to anything. Um, so you can make, because it's not working, you can make an acrobatics check with disadvantage if you want to try to jump across. Yeah, I'll just do that. Could, then. could I have helped in any way? Like while being across my reaction to just like grab it or pin it down or anything like that? Uh, yeah, if you use your reaction, yeah. Roll, roll, you can right. re-roll the attack with, a, with advantage, Hilaire. With advantage? Uh, so re-roll again and take the higher. All right. All right, that was like a nine. A nine, okay, <laughs> yeah, so. Well, did it. <laughs> but my, my acrobatics check with disadvantage is a 19. Okay, so even though the, the grappling hook doesn't catch on to anything, and but you've got a rope in your hand at this point. Yeah, uh, so I'm golden. So holding yeah, it like it is going to swing you, you're able to run and jump and realizing it's not carrying you, just one claw comes out and grabs the edge of the railing. Uh, you are just dangling off the edge of the ship <laughs> as the uh, as the ghost ship kind of bumps off it and starts to spin and get taken into that rougher current. You jump across and and Granny's baby Bjorn has like come undone, and that's what you grab <laughs> <laughs> Granny, it's good to see you. How are things? Oh, thank God, I forgot why I went to the ship. I came there for you, and then I left without you. <laughs> hey, hey! I, mean, I don't say that, man. We're we're back together. It's, yeah. Everything's right in the world. We're gonna be fine. Yeah. That's it. We did it. Uh, okay, so also like the moose. <laughs> Can I like help? Can I like channel some spell slots into Granny to help Granny the like stall the flow of the water or to help push us out? Oh, okay, cool. Yes, if you if you spend your highest level spell slot, I will let you channel that into into Granny to further push the ship out of the maelstrom. I'll give all right. I'll, I'll give you both sort of more control over the water. Okay, there goes a third level spell slot. So, uh, Granny, you feel a bolstering of energy as this, I guess, constellation sort of reaches out from Thalarian Channel's power into you. Uh, Okay. The two of you now have more control over the water. Sweet. And spicy. Like a hint of umami? Yeah, it's got that nice, you know, (laughs) it's got the umami to it. (laughs) Uh, is there anything you want to do with that control there now, Thalari? Uh, I guess push us away from, push us out of this whirlpool, or at least push us in that direction. Okay. Yeah, so the ship now fully starting to move away. Scooter, you are seeing <laughs> from above as you're dangling from this chain, <laughs> the ship with half the crew holding on to the side of it. You see Ina in the water starting to get pulled towards the maelstrom as her swimming skills aren't up to snuff. Oh. Uh, and it is your turn. Oh boy. Um, given my like knowledge of, uh, you know, measurement and stuff like that, 
Uh, do I think that I would, if I fell, would it take me a whole turn to fall, or would I have um no time to do anything while I'm falling? I I think so. If if you want, you can try to do like a controlled fall with your grappling hook. Hand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. Uh, I am going to, with one hand, grab one of my normal ass guns, and I'm going to attempt to shoot just above the blackberry where it's connected to, uh, the um, the tree, and then if I can, as a bonus action, I want to detach the glove and attempt to shoot it at, like, grab the um blackberry as it's falling. Thus, having me and the blackberry falling, but at least I'm holding it. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I don't go. For I don't it. know if that's too. That feels like two attacks. The ultimate trick shot. <laughs> but I'll make my gun. A- I it it is definitely two attacks. Yeah. So first first one will be the gun. Okay, that's a. Oh, a bless! I'm, I forgot I'm blessed. Yes. Um. Okay, that's a twenty. Yeah. Nice. So the bullet goes and just cuts right through the stem of the blackberry which falls in front of the gigamoose's face you see the massive half-closed semi-bored eye track it as it starts to fall Uh, i'm gonna jump after it as it's passing me because because if i am high enough i'm gonna use my next action to do my my ranged attack against it okay so you are falling with the blackberry yeah uh just full you know, all the skydiving scenes in action movies where you're... You're t- basically yeah. Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, I think, for a moment, make eye contact with the Gigamoose. And this <laughs> feeling weird. of just contentment falls over you. Just that there hmm. is something in this world that will be here for all of time. And that no memory is truly forgotten. It is simply stored in the antlers of the endless moose. I softly whisper to the Giga Moose, give her, Moose. Give her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So back to the top, Salt has control over the ship. Uh, Seeing Scooter starting to fall is going to start turning it to try to get under where uh, Scooter is falling, or at least close enough. Oh, yeah, shit, don't get that the, they won't just... Do not get the boat underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll hurt so much. <laughs> uh, and then, Granny, it's your turn. Um, Trying to think what Granny can do. Oh. Alright, tell me if this is okay, DM. Granny's gonna cat... Granny's gonna, first of all, climb onto the ship, because they can do that now. Or... You know, along with Halak at this point, can I cast spiritual weapon? It's out to sixty feet, so I'd put it like. But here, here's the thing: I'm gonna cast spiritual weapon as a a hockey catcher's glove. <laughs> I mean, this feels like baby's so that hand. Scooter can fall into it. Yeah, it feels like baby's hand. So I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> it will attack me when it catches not me. Cool. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not hey oh i I, I, li- I like that i i we're okay. we're in the we're in the third act here i think this is uh th- yeah, th- i think not, all right? of you coming together to sort of make sure this act because if this action fails uh scooter and the blackberry yeah. are going into the maelstrom so <laughs> we're going for broke here yeah 
yeah so um yeah grant is gonna come up to as far as as far as he can to the edge of the ship and then cast spiritual weapon as a um a hockey <laughs> catcher uh the glove and like have it open waiting for scoot and the berry to fall into okay um yeah and i wonder i don't think he i don't think grant really does a whole lot to cast this he just like grabs his holy symbol and uh yeah and and just like <laughs> you know what? it's spicy bites into a pepper <laughs> and casts it nice uh so the the goalie mitt appears in the air as uh, scooter and the blackberry are tumbling towards it halak it is your turn i really don't know what to do i don't have any cool spells yeah. or anything um throw the get ready to throw the ball if i miss it <laughs> get get a rope <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna swing up to no um <laughs> you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna run up to like the masthead of the ship and have have the iron uh bands of binding ready to throw at at the blackberry or if some other threat like Estella or ina try to like come towards us I'm probably going to throw it at them. So I'm just going to be ready to throw the iron bands of binding when I think they're necessary. Okay. So holding an action. Yeah. Um, Talari. Uh, I would like to cast healing spirit below the uh, goalie mitt as a bonus action. So that when, or actually like in the space of the, where the goalie mitt is so that when uh, scooter lands in it, they'll get healed. Awesome. Okay. Um, nice. And then uh, with his action, uh, Delari is going to just cast Druidcraft and uh, check the weather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? I, I feel like um, Granny missed out on using a Casper mattress oh, no. as the special <laughs> weapon, because that would have been pretty good. I mean, the, the hockey mitts, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty Canada. Pretty Canada. I'm yeah, that. yeah. I'm sure they'll sponsor us, but before this is over too, so we'll yeah. edit it in after. I would like to cast it in the form of a Casper mattress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, what does your healing spirit look like, Thalari? Uh, my healing spirit looks like a um, it's like a cloud of nebula. Cool. So the moment of truth, Scooter. The setup is there. The blackberry is plummeting in front of you. I don't. I don't want to roll. I just want to. I just want to live in the cool moment and not have to roll. We got the power of the dice on our side, though. Okay, I'm still side. blessed too. Uh, heal or spiritual weapon isn't a concentration. I I checked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. All right, rolled a hit. Here we go, baby. Boy, oh, that's mm, that's an eleven day hit. An eleven. Okay, I'm just going to roll because I did not set an AC for the Blackberry. Uh, so I'm going to roll for the Blackberry, and if it rolls under an 11, then you will hit it. Uh, it rolled a 14. No! So <laughs> the hand oh, no. shoots past it. It's just rolling on the the chain of the hand as it shoots out to try to grab it. Um, Halak, would you like to use that prepared action to try to hit it with the... Bands? I would. Okay. They'll still fall into the mid, so we should be okay. <laughs> uh, 17. Ooh. 
17. Okay. So the bands, uh, latch out. I feel like you, because of all of the ropes on the ship, uh, a, an iron band with a rope tied to it comes out and slaps around the berry. Scooter, you land in the mitt. Uh, you take 12 bludgeoning damage as you land in it, but then get healed by the healing spirit immediately. First damage I've taken all night. You get five hit points. You get five nice. hit points back from the healing spirit. Just nice. Just nice. like, oh, oh. Like, also, yeah. I'm super glad the spiritual weapon didn't like, attack you. Yeah. <laughs> Just the bludgeoning damage from the falling. Um, yeah. So the, and I feel like the weight of that uh, impact, the mitt comes down towards the ship. Uh, the berry is now swinging down towards the ship. Uh, and with that water, in your control, looking behind you, you see Ina still trying to swim towards the boat as you pull out of the maelstrom. Uh, uh, I use my bonus action to shout out to my cannon. You live with that moose now. You protect him with your fucking life. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just had the realization. When I cast control water, I would have lost bless. Oh, Oh. It didn't really no, help I, you though. I, I think failed every roll. You still failed every <laughs> roll. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think we're okay. I think we're all right. Um, yeah. So with the ship moving away now from the Gigamoose, the Gigamoose starts to sink back into the water, looking down for some more of this forest of kelp, which must lay somewhere far below on the ocean floor. Uh, you see, Ina, this bubble of energy rippling around her as she starts to claw her way up, trying to climb out of the water, climb into a fly. Uh, but as the Gigamoose comes down around her, it looks to her, and all of you hear in your minds just for a moment, foolish child, power is fleeting. Kelp, kelp is what you need. <laughs> and <laughs> Ina is just screaming like, no! No! As the Gigamoose starts to sink back into the water, the current's catching her and swirling her down with it. Amazing. Leaving the water soon enough, completely still. This wave crashing over the ship and pushing you out. The water then completely still with just one branch, now empty, sticking out of the water. Wow. Words to live by. <laughs> kelp. I mean, I'm I'd probably want to try some of that kelp. This sounds delicious. You can make great salad with that. You can make dressings. You can make I mean, all sorts of things. Dried out. Sounds like That's we know what we're bad. having for dinner. I've tried some. <laughs> well, I mean, let's get out of here first. Then I'll just kick up that control water and give us a push. Okay. So sailing back into the mist, being guided by Thalari, the group of you start to make your way back towards the Major's path, eventually making your way back into the, its path of light. The only question then I will ask you is, are you bringing this Blackberry back to the Dread Major? I think the only answer that I have for you, sir, is would you care for some Blackberry pie? <laughs> I mean, if this, if this guy gets, gets the, the berry, he said he's gonna... I mean, a lot of people don't like him. He seems like he's got power. I, d I don't mind... Uh, I'm lose. I'm going just into Southern accent now. Let's here. Let's. Sorry, let, that's my fault. This next statement I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do an impression of you, Granny, in in 
in honor of you, Granny. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. Well, I like Thalari's uh, idea of planting this thing because, you know, that moose was chilly F, and I think uh, it's what it would want. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think we can go off and plant this. It's just we only have one way back, though. I mean, if we tell, uh, what's this, uh, the dread, dread pirate Daniels that, um, Ina got it, Wait. then he'll go searching for her. I see. Uh, w- hang on a second, Scoot. You got a spot down there in the hull somewhere where no one, you know, looks hidden away, maybe? I just, like, point to my, uh, bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah. Let's say we would do what you did said there, and uh, sorry, Major couldn't find it, and then we go off for the mission on our own, find a little island, plant the sucker. I mean, I we already right. got uh, paid for yeah. the going out there. It was it was what what's triple yeah. the gold of what we were being. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right? What's what's gold when you got? Do you uh, know a place we could plant this? I can think. I can think of a few. All right, let's give her then. All right. Yeah, Halleck agrees. For the first time, I think all of you looking up now can actually sort of see what Thalari is seeing through the clouds above, as the constellations seem to align, giving you another blank spot in the sky, which maybe might be calling to something like the blackberry to be planted, as you make your way off on the next great adventure. Of the Rouge Bear. <laughs> Remember, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's no better line to go out on. <laughs> that was great. Gigamoose, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> I loved everything about that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, oh. that, that was. I'm yeah. sorry we went so long. I, uh, but that that was a real that was a real. Yeah, blast. this is gonna be a two hour. Three hour episode. It might be long. Yeah, under. we'll see. That, I, mean, I mean, it was pretty epic. I think uh, people are probably going to stick around. I hope they enjoy it. I hope so. I, too. I know I, I, know I yeah. enjoyed it. That was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you all for playing. Yeah. That, was, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, do we want to just go through it one more time? Just say who we are, where you can find your podcast, and uh, we'll send the people on their way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, we'll go the opposite this time. Let's start with Ian. Okay. So, yeah, I'm. Again, I'm Ian from Not Presently Deceased. We're just a 5e podcast. We publish episodes every couple weeks. Uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I think we're on Spotify as well. Perfect. And Kelly. I am Kelly. I am from Tabletop Titties, a queer and feminist actual play podcast on Twitch. Uh, run entirely by people of marginalized genders. Uh, we are going into season two where we're going to be playing the uh, Hecna module from a Kickstarter, uh, Hit Point Press, I think makes it. Uh, yeah, we're cool. going to be doing that with our our characters. Uh, so check that out. Uh, I think June, first week of June, we're doing that. Um, and I'm going to be running a vampire game set in Victorian London, mid May. Mm-hmm. Um, also check out Drinking and Screaming, our podcast about drinking and screaming. Horror movies and cocktails uh, through a queer and feminist lens. Yes. And Eric. Hi, I'm Eric Williams. I'm from Goblins and Gambles. You can find us at goblinsandgambles.com. Uh, we're an actual play podcaster running through Pezo's Kingmaker campaign nice. using the first edition rules. So 
I play a really awful cleric who can't remember people's names, <laughs> and somehow they made me the king. So <laughs> if you're interested in that, check us out. Okay, and Simon. Awesome. Yeah. First of all, this is a blast. Thank you so much for doing yeah, this. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thank you so much for listening. Um, my name is Suman. I am from the Unearthed Arcanon podcast, where we talk about all sorts of D&D 5e-related subject matter, classes, content, you name it, community content. You can find us pretty much Unearthed Arcanon on any audio platform, and check us out on Twitter, at UAC Podcast. Amazing. And I'm Mike Fardy. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably, I guess, already know that. If you're here brand new just for this event, then uh, go back and listen to some more Wonders of Blunder stuff. That'll be fun for you and uh, good for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone, for coming to play. This was uh, super fun. I hope maybe we can uh, continue to collaborate in the future. Hell yeah. Sorry, a nationwide Canadian D&D adventure was brought to you by Not Presently Deceased, Tabletop Titties, Legends of Superhero Story, Goblins and Gambles, God Dicks and Puns, Adventure Dice, Tunnel Fission Games, Wonders and Blunders, and Unearthed Arcanon. Remember to check the following small businesses. Match Play Games, Adventure Dice, Rain City Games, Dungeon Keep, Bugbear Bubbles, The Multizone, Sentry Box, Heroes Beacon, Critical Hit Gaming Lounge, The Boardroom, and Geeky Tendencies. Thank you for listening.